Welcome to show 81 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, <laughs> you know that 80... Oh, you just know everything that's going to happen, huh, Chinny? You're gonna what am I going to say next? You're going to give me a fact about 81. <laughs> I am going to give you a fact about 81. Be quiet, Duchess. We're doing the podcast. Yeah. Ow! Man. She hit me with an envelope. Well, tell her to get anyway, a microphone if she wants to be on the show. Or something. Hey, yeah, you get your own microphone if you want to be on the show. Never mind. Just go away. That's for the contest. Um... If you type in 81 into Google, when I type in 81 into Google, because apparently it's different for each person based on what you searched for previously, but when I type in 81 for Google, I don't know what this says about me, the first thing that comes up is not a Wikipedia article about the number 81, but rather the Hell's Angel Motorcycle Club World website. So Yeah, I got go, that people. as well. I got that too. But my second, <laughs> We're just hardcore motorcyclists. My second, we run our hogs. Wikipedia first and then that. And then I've got Swamp 81 Records. Well, I don't know what that is. Yeah, and it's just got, it's weird, right? It's just got, here is a floating frame, here is a floating frame. Here is All a right, moving on. Here is a floating the frame. Most Welcome to the boring. Better Gamers podcast where we describe <laughs> what we see on Google. Uh, oh, God. Introductions. Uh, yes, uh, I am the daddy. Yay. There you go, that is me. Oh, by the way, I've got London Bus Route 81, apparently. It goes to Hounslow. Oh, uh, Introductions. Uh, Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, so, so I'm just doing 81 stuff now, you see. I'm sorry. I'm <sighs> I can't even turn the party out. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Police, man 81 missing from Bath Township. There you go. Uh, so, <laughs> so I'm... You're banned from giving facts. <laughs> just tell you what Google's giving me. Uh, Nobody I... asked what Google's giving you. You did. Oh, wait, I did. Right. You did. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, I am the daddy. So that We is... already established that. I'm the... <laughs> Also, we've got Duke here. Yeah, Duke's here. Let me hear you holler out. Y'all don't listen to Brother Ali, I guess. Nope, nope. Well, you should do because he's awesome. I know who Muhammad Ali is. Does that count? Well, I know who I that guy is. Related. But they're both Muslims, so there you go. Yeah. There you go. Brilliant. There you go. Who else we got? Yeah. Chinny's off Ooh, making a movie about it. Well, just me. I've got another one here. Botham, the legend of really? 1981. Shut up. Just oh, shut up. The interesting yeah. thing about that is... No. Exactly. Definitely I no. I said it best. So yeah. Chinny's off making a documentary about goats. Nine, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nine killed and 81 injured in Kandahar. It's not even funny. It's just sad. Yeah, really. Old man stop. On a bench. You look at old man on a bench shitting himself right now. It's just sad. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that doesn't even fair. Who's with me? No one. No one is on board with you. Actually, actually, I see that old man. Shit, it's disgusting. <laughs> I see that old man every time I go to Renekers Hospital. There's just some dude sat on the bed. Why is there a big mirror in front of you? Oh, <laughs> oh no, you did Oh, oh Burn. I think you just felt a rib go. Um, and we've also got Chinny here. There you go. Yo, what up? My Hilarious, Chinny. I, I, I talk about video games, not so numbers. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, anyway, yeah. there you go, that's us. There, we're all here, I think. Yeah, I don't care who's listening to this. Whatever, right, <laughs> I've, I've got a confession. I've got a confession. I this. wish Stephen Hawking were listening to this. Yeah, 
He, he would never listen, would he? And by the way, can you do a Stephen Hawking impression? You never know. No, I cannot. There you go. Brilliant. That was awesome. You should have done that last week when we were doing that topic. Yes. Um, so, yes, I've got a confession this week. Uh, as you know, I have I have developed this habit of falling to sleep whilst playing games. You know this habit? Keep doing that. It's on... called all day. Just I know. Yeah. It's mainly uh... Friday nights when it happens. Mainly Friday. After I've had a bottle of wine, which is probably not the best idea. Um, no. But anyway, as you know... Some I've... people have a glass of wine in the no, evening. I have a full... has a bottle of wine. Well, on a Friday. On a, only on a Friday. On once, uh... once a week. Anyway. Um, I want a glass with that bottle of wine. Why would I want a glass to I put know. the wine in? The wine's already in the bottle. <laughs> it goes Why? from the bottle to my mouth. Why would it need to be in an extra place before my mouth? Absolutely. Yeah, really. Stress. All right, so you had a bottle of wine, you fell asleep playing a game. No. Rolling all over your PS3, and then you're like, why did I get that yellow light up, doom? I, <laughs> I drank up all that. Your calls are all gone up. It's wow. pissing me off. <laughs> what, happened? what happened? I've been playing Killzone 3 on Friday night earlier in the evening. So you I must left... have been drunk. No, I left it on pause. I left it on pause. Yep. Uh, so I thought, we were watching TV. I think we watched, was it 9 out of 10 cats or whatever? There was something on anyway. So we watched that and watched a couple of other things. 8 out of 10 cats, not 9 out of 10 cats. Whatever, whatever. Oh, what's what 9 out of 10 cats? Oh, you idiot. What's on, what difference does it make? Is that a TV show? Yeah. It's yeah. like a panel show type thing. Anyway, right. so we were watching all that stuff on the TV. And I thought, well, when that's finished at 11 o'clock, Kay will go to bed and I'll get Kill Zone 3 finished. Because I thought, I must be near the end. I can't think I'm too far from the end. Mm. Uh did you get the yellow light up? Don't no, I fell asleep. Don't even remember falling asleep, right? So I'm, well, you oh, never do. I, Where do you go? Oh, I remember. No, but sometimes you remember the last thing you saw or like, oh, I was watching oh, really? the end of that program and then I don't remember anything after. But I didn't even remember falling asleep or anything. Anyway, wow. so I fell asleep and I woke up at quarter past four in the morning, right? And I was like, what should I do? So I actually thought, you know what? I'll finish Zone 3. So I didn't go to bed like I probably should have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually got the you know put the PlayStation back onto the TV because it was obviously on in the background but obviously not on, uh, and it literally took me forty minutes to finish the game. So I actually finished Killzone Three at about uh, five o'clock in the morning and then went to bed. So I actually fin- I finally got it finished. I got it finished. What are you like? Eh? I know, I know. Anyway, Killzone Three, it was all right. It was all right. Are you put really glad you box. went out and got a copy as soon as it came out? No, no, I got it on rental. It came from... Right. Love Are you the... really glad that you made an effort to get a copy as soon as it came out on rental? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the okay. game. Right? And I think it's got a great sort of feel to it. The, the weapons feel good. There's this great bolt gun that you get towards the end of the game. That's a lot like a lot of other weapons. Uh, but it, it's got a little bit of a twist. So it's like the normal like harpoon-type gun. You know, you can pin enemies to, to walls. And like in Dead Space 2. Yeah, like similar to like a javelin gun. Yeah, it is like that. Except they explode afterwards. So there's like a bit of a pause and then they blow up. Uh, and I got I got a trophy for pinning someone to an exploding barrel, and then it blew up. Uh, it wasn't so satisfying, though. I mean, this sounds probably really awful, but it it didn't like when they blew up. There were like bits of them flying everywhere. They just sort of died. There was a big sort of spray of blood, and they died. But it wasn't like it wasn't too gruesome. I'd have preferred a bit more sort of arms flying off and stuff. You know, if something blows up inside someone, you'd expect there to be a bit of damage done, wouldn't you? Yeah, mm-hmm. but it didn't. It didn't. It was. It was fairly tame. Uh, but yeah, I thought the story. It was the story was a bit weak. That was the problem with the game. The well, story, you knew that going in. What were you expecting? Yeah, yeah, it was a bit weak, and it was a spectacle. And there were some great set pieces and some excellent moments in the game, and some fun stuff to be done. Uh, and it always felt sort of quite 
visceral. You were always, you know, you felt like you were, you know, really sort of in the middle of like a big war zone. And the AI, the AI is pretty good. I've got to say, the is AI. Call of Duty or Killzone? Killzone Three. Right, because you're describing Call of Duty, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but the AI is is very sort of similar to like a fear sort of standard of AI. They do run away, move into cover. Oh, you mean they shoot a rocket launcher straight point blank into the wall and then kill themselves? Yeah, whatever. Look, that, look, that, things like that happen. Oh, the AI is so They're advanced. They're glitches. That's Bottoms. a glitch. That's not a glitch. That's a stupid fucking AI. Oh, whatever. <laughs> shot himself with a rocket launcher. <laughs> That's it. Are you sure it wasn't you? No. <laughs> you went, I'm gonna get. <laughs> Um, a lot of times people will shoot themselves with a rocket launcher yeah, yeah, people and not realise it and think that's it's someone else. I think yeah, we joked happen. about this before, but yes. maybe the AI was so advanced that he was suicidal. Maybe. Anyway, look, regardless of that one incident, you've got to the AI in Killzone and in Fear is good AI on the whole. You know, right. There may be a couple of minor issues. but Suicidal, the... suicidal enemies, yeah. <laughs> no, they do. Well, the AI is good. It's just the uh, uh, artificial uh, emotional state isn't very developed yet. The intelligence is fine. So the, yeah, so the, they don't have, the, you know, the, the AE, self-awareness. The yeah, AE, artificially exactly. emotional. But yeah. the point I'm making is, compared to a lot of other games, they're pretty good. You know, they, I am struck in the world of repetitive good. shooting. Oh. I must kill my... Oh, my God. I'm in repetitive shooting. Um, me off. But anyway, overall, I enjoyed Killzone 3, and I wasn't oh, good. I wasn't sort of, you know, sometimes you get towards the end of a game and you just want it to be over and you want to, like, oh, God, when's it finishing? I want it just... I never felt that way. I was sort of, you know, it, it seemed to be a nice length of game. I got to the end and I thought, yeah, I'm fairly satisfied, and I felt like, you know, that was a good length of game. That's and I didn't length. Yeah, I didn't get to the end and think, God, I'm glad I finished it. Got it. And, and, and sort of Fear 3 was a lot like that as well. I felt, you know, I got to the oh, end no, of that. Well, maybe not for you, but for me, it was fine. And I got to the end and I thought, yeah, that was fine. That was a decent length of game. You know, it finished when I expected it to. It didn't get dragged out and there was no... And, and they did that thing, which I quite like, is this, the, the chapters get a bit shorter towards the end. So you're not sort of... That is good. I like short chapters in general. Yeah, I, I don't particularly mind them in the middle of a game being a bit longer and at the beginning, but to, I like it towards the end when they just shorten a little bit and it sort of speeds up the momentum a bit. Again. Well, you know, it's to do with... It's like chapters in a book. Like, it should be as long as it needs to be. Yeah. I just got done reading Jane Eyre and some of those chapters that just went on forever, all these descriptions of stuff that nobody cares about. And you feel like that in some games. It's like, why are there so many waves of enemies coming in here? Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I get that. And I suppose that's fine. And the, the weirdest thing was, though, the, the, the whole story towards the end is about, you know, Earth is imminently going to be attacked and stuff. But I didn't... I didn't but I think... Oh, spoilers. Well, I guess. But it's not a major story. Warning! Warning! A bit late now. Uh, well, but I just think if somebody's listening to it backwards, well, they'll know they'll be fine. Yeah. It's not, I mean, I won't tell you how or when or where or what or what happens to sort of promote that. But I don't know. I just I just didn't care. You know, I don't I don't think I, the the characters are rounded enough. They they, they feel felt quite shallow characters. They blocky like Minecraft characters. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, I didn't I didn't <laughs> yeah. think, I didn't no. think much of it. Uh, so yeah, that was Killzone. Can we move on from Killzone? Yeah, finished, done. It's worth a play. If you like first-person shooters, I can't say don't get it because it's quite a good game, but it's just not... It's not a game of the year contender, that's for certain. But it's good. It's a solid IP, you know, and it's You keep stop- saying it. You keep going, it's not great, but it's good. But it's, it's solid. Know, it's sort of it's but it's solid. good. It's all right. It's there. It's all. Um, well, it's that means it's good, not yeah. great. Absolutely. So how many uh, stars out of 17? Yeah, <laughs> I'll give it 22. Um, what the, what's wrong with this scale? There's two <laughs> things wrong with it. 
<laughs> it's hard to put your finger on it. Um, I also bought in the PlayStation sale Back to the Future. I thought, oh, why not? Seven ninety nine. Gonna go back in time. It's a it's a bit of a bargain. And I thought, you know, I, I wasn't blown away by the demo because I played the demo quite a while back. Uh, but I thought, you know what, for seven ninety nine for five episodes, I'll give it a whirl. Can't go wrong with you that. You can't go wrong with that, not for seven. And I like point and click. So it doesn't on. matter how bad it is, you're going to like it because you didn't pay much for it. That's right. Point and click, can't go wrong. Oh, point and the click. Oh, the point and the click. <laughs> point and the click. It's lovely. Uh, and I've got to say, um, the, the sort of now I've played more of it, you know, because it sort of finishes quite soon. You know, there's not a massive amount to do in the demo. Uh, I'm quite impressed. I think the voice acting is really well done. I think the story arc's excellent and interesting. Uh, the, the they've made it is quite interesting because normally with point and click you're in a, a fairly and you sort of are in a fairly small spaces to move around in, but they've made it like a town and it feels like you're in the town and you can go in the you know the you know the the Ah, uh, the main hall, you know, where the clock tower is and everything, where the clock and everything. Save the clock tower! All of that sort of stuff. And you can go into the cafes and the shops and things Cafe like that. Cafe So You must have the hot special. Uh, you must have the hot uh, special. What you should do is, anytime Stu says anything about this game, you should jump in with a quote from the I know, movie. what's up with, what, he's up with Chini tonight, honestly. It's like he's uh, up sorry, something. Sorry, sorry. He got his beauty rest last night. I know, he you must... can't go across the water unless you got power! <laughs> <laughs> Help us! Uh, okay, help. Uh, so it's a submarine, you moron. So far, all the hard work. So far, now there's only three episodes available at the moment, and I'm sure I'm not convinced they've been released because they're meant to release in one a month, but I'm not convinced that's happening. Well, there's, there's only three episodes anyway. I think. No, no, there's five altogether. There's going to be five altogether. So for seven ninety nine, you get all five. And uh, Michael J. Fox is back in the final one for the voice, the isn't he? Yeah, because yeah. he plays like an older version of himself. That's right. So they've got him on. Can't, can't play the young McFly anymore. No, but the writing and the voice acting is really good, and the puzzles—none of the puzzles uh, puzzles have been too taxing. I haven't been sat there scratching my head for quite a long time does, working out. Does it kind of go cool? Back to the Future is that? Does it do that to you? You know? Yes. Just, yeah, I guess it does. The, yeah. the DeLorean. There's yes. That penis at the end of the th- third film or that yeah no it, it does all of that all right great i think you'd love it i think you'd love it chini and I well, think it's, it's my favorite it. film ever yeah but i it. think you should buy this game while it's still cheap yeah maybe, maybe I guess you're who cares 7.99 you can't go wrong lad uh so yeah so i'm gonna do with the price of eggs exactly yeah price of fish uh, I think you should definitely get it. I think you should go and get it. I think you'll enjoy it. And and you like those sort you like those sorts of games, didn't you? Yeah, I like Monkey Island. Like Wallace and Gromit. Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, yeah. And the the, the animations are nice, and it it works. And the you know it's cool just listening to that music. You know that music comes on, you're like, ah, oh, Back to the Future. How cool. Yeah. So yes, I've been giving that quite a lot of play. And then the then the next thing I've been playing, I've um they they had a sale on the iPhone. Uh, because of the release of the Harry Potter final film, etc., oh. the Harry Potter Lego on the iPhone was one ninety nine, and it is literally the DS game for two quid. Well, that's pretty good. So I thought, you know what, I'm gonna get that for two quid, and I've got to say, I'm really impressed with it. It looks great on the iPhone, and it works brilliantly well. I mean, there is they have implemented both sort of options for control, so you can either control it using like you would a stylus with your finger. Or you, or you can do the virtual joystick, and then it's got an A and an X button on screen at the other side to use. 
Um, the pointy finger thing doesn't work particularly well because your finger's over everything, so you can't see what you're supposed to be moving You've got towards. fat fingers. Yeah, pretty much. Like if you, your fingers are too fat, please mash the keypad with your really palm of your hand. Stupid, really stubby fingers. Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, and if it, it is a lot different because obviously I have played the the PS3 version with Millie, and it's a lot different to that. And they've they've made things a bit more simplistic, so it's a little bit easier to to use because obviously I, I think from the DS version you have obviously your two screens. So with the bottom screen, well, especially on the Pirates of the Caribbean, I don't know whether it's the same for for Harry Potter, but it's your inventory and your different spells and abilities and stuff, uh, and it makes it really easy to navigate and change stuff. So in on. other words, kind of like a DS game. Yeah, but on this, obviously, because you've only got one screen, you've, it, it sort of intuitively cha- it, like changes what you need. So if you need a different character... I mean, the intuitively. Character... I so, think you're going to start fiddling with your inventory now. No, because, like, for instance, you know, like if you have to turn a wheel, you need to do it with like a bigger character, you know, one of the stronger characters that you've got in your, like, in your party. Uh, but that stronger character will flash up on the top of the screen. And you just press it; and it'll automatically change to that the person that you need to do the next task. So they've sort of had to do stuff like that. So it is a bit more simplistic. But you know, to while away a few hours, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's yeah. really, really good. Uh, if, yeah. if my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious <laughs> shit. That is the quote from the demo. That's in the demo and the full game. So That's there you right. go. Thing, yeah. uh, so it's very good. It's very good, and there's uh, there's Biff in a new guys, which I was quite impressed with that we've not seen a Biff before, or not a bit, but a relation of Biff. What kind of Biff is he? Describe uh, him to me. It's sort of a L.A. Noir type Biff. Well, not L.A. Noir, but more yeah, like I guess an L.A. Noir type Biff. Mm. Yeah, like like the guy at the end of two, and he's got that cap on. He's are you Marty McFly? And he gets that letter out in the rain. Is that him? Simply, yeah, like a fedora type hat, you know, like a sort of uh, mafia type. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? (laughs) (laughs) The way I see it, Stu, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Oh, my God. You're just quoting lines from the game. The no, he's quoting lines from the movie, oh, which will also be yeah, in the game. They all have, yeah, whatever. So, yeah, you are a Back to the Future encyclopedia. Did that guy ever have hair? <laughs> See, it's pathetic if you know all these quotes from this popular culture thing, man. Come on. Jesus. Yes, it's just a rubbish game now. Yeah, um, See, I don't want to play it anymore now because I don't need to. Um, so... So, yeah, I recommend you give it a whirl, Chini. I think you'll really like it. Uh, so, Harry Potter, yes, if you've got an iPhone, it's still 199 Get that, because it's definitely worth a punt on there for that sort of... Harry, po- Harry Potter? Harry Potter on the iPhone operating system. So, yes, get that. It's very good. And it's all that sort I've of a, 8D5. What's, uh, what's the name of the school that Harry Potter goes to? Hogwarts. 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 I think I'm going to report it to Ofcom, because it's got some serious shit going on there. That is dodgy stuff. There is definitely uh, dodgy stuff yeah. going on there. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, Ofsted. Is Ofsted. that the one? Yeah, Ofsted, Ofsted. yes. That's Ofsted. school Ofsted's instead. the school one. Ofcom's the TV one. That's right. right. There yeah. you go. Ofsted. Right, whatever. I'll report to both because it's on <laughs> TV. Right? It is, that's and, true. And it's a school because they have some serious witchcraft going on there. That's not fair. You know? Yeah, you're right. I've finished that joke now. You can carry on with yeah, it. Yeah, you'd have been you'd have been great, like back in the day, you know, with Pendle Hill and all that like, burning witches, wouldn't you? Have been right in there, wouldn't you? Like, ah, she's a witch. Get her on the bonfire. As like, Lorraine Bates, she said. turned me into a newt. <laughs> as, 
as Lorraine Bates says, all right, in Act Two of Back to the Future One, I've never seen purple underwear before. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you. Right. You know when he's got the Calvin Klein underwear, and he thinks oh. his name's Calvin Klein. Jesus, what's the matter with you? What's yes, there's some of those type references and jokes with a new name, which I was quite impressed with. I thought it was very funny. So I think you'll like it. Tommy Helfiger. No, worse than that. Worse than that. Anyway, that's that's another story. And it's a spoiler, so I'm not going to tell you. You'll have to play the game and enjoy it. It's good. You'll like it. Uh, and then the final thing I've been playing this week is the Bastion demo. Yeah, I oh, played that. Yeah. I keep seeing people playing it, but I can't be asked to play it because it's got a You know demo. what, people? Look, hang on a second. Right. Guns do not belong in fantasy RPGs, okay? I don't care what you call them. Repeaters, pistols, shot, torchlight, you listening to me? No guns in a fantasy RPG. Bow and arrow, sword, axe, halberd. No guns. Yeah. Is there any guns in Oblivion or Skyrim? Or anything? Not no. in Oblivion. I don't know. Maybe in Skyrim. Skyrim. I doubt it. You can fire. You can fire shit out of your hands. Does that? Yeah. Count? You don't need a gun. Yeah. Fireball. The em- Does the Emperor in Star Lightning. Wars have a gun? No. Yeah. Uh, no. Actually, one of the latest scenes, the Darth Vader does have a um, um a <laughs> Glock, a, a musket. You must be asking yourself, did I fire five bullets or six? I get so tired of using the force. Sometimes I just like to pop a cap in someone's ass. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, anyway, Bastion. Although, anyway, so does Bastion have guns? I don't remember playing using. So, it has a repeater. It's not really a gun, but it's it's a gun. It's so a- anyway, Bastion is a fantasy RPG, right? Yes, yes. sort of. Yeah, I mean, so sort like, of. Pitch, pitch it to me, Duke. Pitch it it's to me. Totally yeah, come on, Duke. A, a fantasy RPG. You're not pitching it to me. You know Fable? Yep. It's like Fable, but without all the story. <laughs> what about DVD? Stories. What about DVD? Let the want to go to the safe <laughs> haven of Bastion when some unanswerable evil has occurred. Right. Of that nature, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, 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 Whatever, who cares? I the floor comes up it. and you run around the floor and you shoot things and you hit things with an axe. You're going to be getting some hate mail because some. It's a fun game. Hate. I'm not hating on it. Go it ahead, sounds Stuart. like you have to it say about like it. Say, it. Talk. It sounds like you're hating on it. No, game. I'm not. It does sound like. What do you think, Chini? It does sound like he's hating on it a bit, doesn't he? Because he's moaned yeah. about the having guns in here, and he's moaned about the floor coming up and out. I just had to get that out of the way before you started ranting and raving about how great the graphics are. This is heavy. Why, why do you keep mentioning heavy? Is there something wrong with the gravitational Stuart, pull in the future? Please stop whining about minor aesthetic details. Now, I want to start off by saying this game looks great. It does look great, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's a little cluttered with the art style. It is a little bit, but it, it also ha- it is reminiscent of Braid. It sort of that sort of looks like it's been painted, sort of. Yeah, yeah, oh, no doubt. It's, it's gorgeous, no doubt. Yeah, and it looks, it does look very nice. And I do, I do like, although it is a bit weird, this sort of this floor appearing because it makes it it makes it like it's been dynamic, but I don't think it is. Yeah. I mean, oh it, well, it's dynamic in terms of like when you show up at point X. Yeah. You know, this stuff will come up. But yeah. that stuff will come up for everybody at point. X. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no doubt. You know what I mean? It would be cool if it right. was random for everybody. You know what I mean? And maybe. Well, is and maybe that's just my feeling. Uh, I don't think it is. I don't think it is, but it could be. It could be randomized. It would be cool if it was random. Uh, for but anyway, that's just a that's an aside. Uh, uh, what do you think of the narrator then? What do you think of the narration thing? I think Hello. it's good. I think it works. It's cute. It's fun. And it, it's never it's never too annoying. It's never annoying. Either. What is it? What, what, what? So basically, there's a guy who sounds like a cowboy as he goes, like with a really sort of Texan drawl, uh, narrating your. Uh, 
Have you ever been to Texas, Stu? I don't know. It sounds like a Texan. It sounds like a cowboy to me. It sounds like a cowboy, though. I don't think it sounds like a cowboy. But he does sound like a... I think he sounds like a cowboy. (laughs) Anyway, but no, I mean, and you know, he narrates, like when you fall off the edge, it took a little while, but you know, like the sixth or seventh time I fell off the edge of the world, which you can do, which I thought is good because it's ridiculous. There's no invisible walls. Yeah. Uh, He goes, a little man needs to watch his step. Yeah, but I he says he like, well, little man needs to watch his step. He speaks like that. That's how he talks, isn't it? To me, he sounds really, like the cowboy. Sort of. Anyway, eh, it doesn't matter. Just it's cute. It works. It's fine. Boy. Yes, it is like that. It is like, and a chest came up when he walked around the corner. Uh, you just <laughs> unlocked an achievement. Those pointless points getting you nowhere in life, boy. <laughs> Um, but it does feel it does feel dynamic all the sort of because it it sort of narrate but it's not like he's not narrating word for word what you No, he's not. It, it, they they do a good job of balancing, you know, narrating the important things with not being stupid with going overboard with it. Like going left now. Yeah, no, there's <laughs> yeah. nothing of that nature. Going and right I, now. And I thought it was quite cool the way you, when you fall off, you just fall back on the world, don't you? So yep. there's no sort of death. There is death, but not really any punishment for dying. Oh, is the game too easy? What's the matter with the yeah, generation it, it, these This would be classed as a game where you, you can't really fail. No. Some the kids don't know they're born. What happens? Did you get killed by any enemies or anything? I did not. I actually no, managed I I didn't. So I don't really know what happens if you get killed Maybe by an enemy. Illusion. Just... Maybe you can't get killed. Maybe yeah. Or the nightmare. No? <laughs> what the hell was that noise? I was trying to do some kind of dream. I don't know. I just watched Lovely Come on, Bones. Yeah. I watched the Lovely Bones the other day. I'm kind of in a dream. Oh, what do you want to watch that for? That's a horrible film. It's, it's a good film, though. It's a good film, but it's horrible, isn't it? It's not really a nice <laughs> it's film. It's good, film. but it's horrible. Yeah, it's not it's nice. It's a good film. film. It was an interesting story. Oh, no, we this is not a movie podcast. Okay. Anyway, so Bastion, so let me ask you, did you buy it? No, I didn't buy it. I have Torchlight going right now. Why would I buy another action RPG? Well, I mean, it's, it's got enough to hook you into something different, the art style and the narration and the way everything... I'll probably buy it at some point, but not until it goes on sale. Okay. Yeah, I'm sort of with you, if I'm being honest. I didn't buy it either. I'm holding out for From Dust, so I'm not... It's all right. Yeah, I'm holding out. What's, out, what's the one out this week? Which one is it? Uh, Kinect Bollocks, is it? Oh, is it is it a ninja fruit ninja thing? Is that, <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna buy that one? Or? No, I'll, I'll. Yes, he will. Okay. What, what? Yeah, you what? don't lie. To be fair, though, to be fair, Keep it real. <laughs> we're all dissing on fruit ninja, but it's one of the highest <laughs> rated, opera, you know, games on the iPhone. You know, oh, yeah, never comp- know. the best rated games on the iPhone. Competition is like riveting, though, isn't it? Well, yeah. look, look. People but, put it on the iPhone, and it will work. I would imagine it will work. But he'll be just reading. You'll be just reading, hi-ya, you know, and just chopping your hands down and stuff, I guess. Yeah. Brilliant. That's it. That's all you do. Great. But there is, you see, that there is a mini game. You see, I think this came about from Kinect uh, Sports, uh, not Kinect Sports, sorry, the um, Wii Sports Resort 2, wasn't it? Wii Sports Resort 2. That game is on there with a ninja sword. Hey, Stuart. So I think it's a, just a blatant rip Stuart. Yes. The next game is From Dust. Ah! My my one thousand two hundred points getting spent. Safe. The next the next one is Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. I see. I might have to buy more. Oh my god, man! Let it explode. Let it fruit ninja, and the last one's Toy Soldiers Cold War. Ah. See, you know what's funny? I realized this last year wasn't the last game. Uh, Laura Croft. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the year before, wasn't it Shadow Complex? 
Yeah. They ended with these. No, no, no. No, no. Was it Lim- when was Limbo? Now, like, Limbo was like one of the first two because they didn't really think it would do so well. Yeah. And like, I think like what look at look at some water racer game was uh, last year it was Rorocroft and yeah maybe you're right before maybe. it was Shadow Complex yeah, probably- so what I'm saying is each of the two previous years they've done this they've ended with like the strongest most awesome game and this year they're ending with Toys Soldiers 2 oh. I'm like what come on what is look, come on look we're look. making assumptions that come might on. not be good but it might be good we don't know do no but like the thing is like, they came out with Lim- uh, Limbo last Microsoft week. come on yeah. I guess I guess but it could be good we don't know do we we don't. Well, we don't, but I mean, come on. Could be. We don't know, but we do. Yeah, it's we not the type do. of game that everybody's like, can't wait to get the way that Shadow Complex and Laura Croft were. From this list, though, what do you think would be? They I should have put Trenched in the Summer of Arcade and then made that the last one, and that would have done well, the job. That would have been fine if they Tell could me it wouldn't it, have. If it could release it in Europe. <laughs> Lol. Lol. I'm saying, though. Uh, but no, I think buy from, up the company that owns that board game and then kill the man like they did with every other absolutely. company that was in their way. Well, the people like on who the Simpsons, invented, when he's like, "I didn't get rich by writing a lot of checks." <laughs> uh-huh. Personally, invented the everlasting light bulb. Where is he now? <laughs> where is he? <laughs> Nowhere. He's in a coffin. That's where he is. I think From Dust for me is the biggest release, but that's for me who's reading up on stuff like that. And I don't, like you say, I think for most average gamers, they probably don't even know what From Dust is and be like, "What's this group?" Don't do that. Limbo sold really well, so people yeah, are ready for the weird. That's maybe, true. maybe we'll if it's see. Marketed right? If it's got enough of a kick, do you think it's been marketed enough though? From Dust, the no. Summer of Arcade is like people would beg for this kind of marketing. It's true. So, tap your knife. I mean, feet. it's the it first did. thing you see when you start up the Xbox. I guess. I guess we'll Bruh. see. We'll Bruh. see. And GTA is on offer. Well, let's see. Uh, anyway, what are we talking about? I don't know anymore. Um, so anyway, Should we just quit. Should we just quit? <laughs> the okay. yeah, uh, that's it. Thanks for listening, so that's, everybody. That's what I've been. Before, as always, because obviously, Chini's, thank you, good night, much love. Chini's on his summer break and stuff. Well, he's finished uni and all that, so he's obviously got loads of spare time on his hands. I'm sure he's been playing. No. this week. What do you think? That what do you think? The joke gets funnier every week when he it says does. it. Because it like, I bet you've got uh, lots of games and stuff. Uh, been playing as if he's not looking at a list of what Chini has. I li- well, I don't know whether one constitutes a list, if I'm being honest. Well, there's two bullet points. There is, but one's there's got a mystery on it. game. <laughs> the other one's a mystery. It's the invisible game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have played and finished Duke Nukem. Woohoo! Good stuff. Lots of shit, poos, turds. I just, I just threw one shit. I played the demo. Uh, did, were you so disappointed with the game that you threw one of your own turds at the telly? <laughs> oh, so the thing is, right? <laughs> now, um, right. I, I said it last week. I said it last week. I'll say it again. It's not, it's not a terrible game, and I've definitely, definitely played worse first-person shooters, right? But you've also got to remember my, my expectations for, the, for this were very low, right? So I wasn't really th- expecting it to be like you know a masterpiece or anything. But um, yeah, it's it's. It's a mediocre, dull game, right? The bosses are frustrating, and you don't have to think when you kill them. And the ending is so bad, even Duke Nukem himself says, What? What kind of fucking ending is that? Yeah, that's, that's like the end of the game. Uh, yeah, that whole not... meta thing is really stupid. After 17 years, it better would be good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it's... Play. There are, there are some, some parts of the game where you shrink yourself, right? And like... You kind of have to, like, I, I do quite like that when you walk into a room and then you shrink yourself, then everything in that room, like, changes. Like, boxes, you, you, you can't jump on them. 
you have to figure out another. And look, there's there's one area in particular where you kind of have to shrink yourself into like this canteen area. And look yeah, I like that. I got as far as and that. That that was like quite a good level. Like some of the level design is isn't too bad, but the the, the, the you know um, most of the levels are like there's one level where you're inside like a creature. They're like any any level where you're inside a creature or the walls are like living organic things just i'm out because everything looks like an arse you know like everything <laughs> looks horrible all right and it's just crap um and there's like those women like kind of like trapped like 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 bolted to the to the walls or whatever like yeah is that the, is that when we have to tickle them to open the doorways and yeah, yeah yeah you see i did that i did though i did get quite a way yeah, yeah. That, that's awful to me like i thought that was rubbish but the, the, see, i a, enjoyed that like that was one of my favorite levels. I, I, do, I, I hate those types of levels but the, the, i do like the level where you're kind of going up to like you, you you're balancing on those like tentacles and you have to go up to like the top of this burger bar then you go in the burger bar that's when you shrink yourself and there's another ones where like you the, the driving is terrible in the in the game, but there are some where you're going like mine carts and stuff, which is you know some of the levels are okay, like so they're not bad, but the enemies are not very fun to fight. That's a big problem. Like the floating and brain things, they're really not fun to fight and very unfair. Um, it's a, you know it's a game where you, you feel like you should have like you know back in the old days in first person shooters where you could carry about sixteen guns, uh, right? Yeah. And like, like you could do in Duke Nukem, that's that's what you should be able to do. Well, Duke I Nukem. said that was one of the biggest faux pas of your ass. Yeah, and, it's going to be that sort of game. Let you do stuff like that. Because like, yeah. the biggest trend now is like kind of giving people like realistic amounts of guns, like you, yeah. you stick them on the back. Whereas Duke Nukem, but they also just, adjust yeah. the enemy styles in that way because you know it, it, the reason that it was so necessary thing back in the day is because the enemies had to be killed in specific ways. There's some enemies you have to take out with a shotgun one hit. There's some enemies that, you know, like I played the demo and, and there's certain enemies you can't kill with a shotgun because it, you have so little ammo, but you have to hit them exactly on. Whereas nowadays you use a shotgun, it'll cover a wide distance. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I mean, and that's, that's how it feels. It feels sometimes when I was playing the game that you had the wrong gun. Yeah, yeah and you had the exact right gun. There are moments where, like, it it kind of puts a gun in front of you as you're walking through a corridor, and it says, "Please use this gun now." That's what the game's saying. Like, yeah. use the. And it, it, I think it was a mistake going with the two gun Halo routine. Yep. Uh, I think, like, you know, it is a case of like gearbox sporting and just just shut it out. Really, they just wanted to get it out there for the, for people who wanted it. Uh, and I just, I, I mean, like, they do all lots of some weird things though when you finish the game. Like, um, you you get the the Duke Nukem Forever timeline. So you, they give you a timeline and and all the different points of like or going back to 1996 to when Duke Nukem 3D was released, like and then them talking about it and everything, and then it gives you all the trailers to all the uh, all like like E3 1998, and it's like um, the trailer for the first Duke Nukem Forever trailer on the 64, and then it's like on the Quake engine, then on the first Unreal engine, and all this, which is quite interesting to kind of see. Like, Duke Nukem is more interesting to kind of know about rather than play. You know what I mean? It's That's what I mean. It would be interesting. You could just release that on a disc. Like, I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would more be more interested in watching a documentary. Yeah. Though. Yeah, like how it was made, rather than playing it, because it, it it's such an anomaly. You will never ever get one of these in the industry. I, I don't think. Like again, that's been passed on in three different game developers, and then and then bought by somebody who was in the first game developer and released. You know, like fourteen years later, it's like ridiculous like amount of circumstances to get the game out. Um, the, yeah, and the, the, the funny thing is when you watch the trailers, right? There's only like the last one. What was 
what was in 2007 that started to look like the game. So all those previous trailers, all the le- all the levels in that were completely different. Like there wasn't even in the game, which makes me really think how how old is the game that I'm playing now? You know, the Duke yeah. Nukem that I played and finished. I don't think he's the Duke Nukem that they were working on all that time. You know what I mean? Like they, they must have, at some point, I reckon in about 2005 or six, they scrapped the whole thing, right? And kept like kind of like the funny jokes or in jokes or something. And, and kind of like a general, like they go, because they, they go to Vegas or whatever, and then just started again. So I really don't think that it is like 14 years old. 14 years no, old. it obviously and isn't. Is I it? think it's about four yeah. years old. Yeah. And it's just like it's just come to like a state where it's not very good because it looks so dated. Do you know what? Do you know what it felt like to me playing it? It felt like if you got a room full of developers and said, "Right, give us all your ideas for a first-person shooter." Yeah, it's yeah. and then they just stuck them all in it. Yeah, and tried it, it to just link feel like a together. whiteboard, doesn't it? It's like a yeah. like, That's a funny analogy actually because you know uh, you you get to draw in a whiteboard uh, on the game and. I know, it, it does feel like you know a, a developer's whiteboard, like you said, Stu. And it again, like it's an interesting game to kind of just go through, more as a, just an interest of what they did with it, more like, than a it's a fun game. But there are some moments in it. I, I will give it that. There are moments where I, I thought that was okay. It's but it's not. It's not great. Like the it's, f- it's, moment when you turn it off. Yeah, it's it's mostly dull. It's mostly a very dull game with some wow. kind of clever level designs, and that's it really. So, that's doing it. So how many bro. stars out of 17? <laughs> I, I, on Love Film, I gave it one out of five. Ooh, you were mean. You were harsh. Big I am a harsh reviewer. I don't, I don't get it. I agree with you, and I think it's a shame, because in, in some ways, I'd have rather have just had, like you said, I would have rather have watched a documentary of yeah, trying to I'd make to it see a documentary than, on than it, playing yeah. the game, you know. And, and wouldn't it be cool, like, fly on the wall thing with, like, you know, cameras in the offices <laughs> and stuff? How funny would that have fly on the wall, that conversation. Oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> Do you want to be a flyer? And not understand English? So you can get confused. (laughs) You can get confused by windows? That was the joke that I thought he was going to say. Yeah, you know, I'm sure there will be a documentary. I hope there is. If there isn't a documentary about the Duke Nukem Forever, maybe I should make one. Maybe you should. Uh, Maybe I should, yeah. But it would be great to kind of see the development of Duke Nukem Forever and see. Like that in it, I think that's more interesting. You know, I would recommend if anybody was interested in Duke Nukem, I'd say watch this documentary rather than the game. So yeah. maybe I should make that. Maybe that's a project I can do. Yeah, I think you should definitely do that. Yeah, I need to get in contact with some people. <laughs> Along with one about two human at the same time, that'd be good. Well, it's still a trilogy, apparently. Dennis <laughs> apparently, yeah. apparently. We'll we'll wait for that when it comes yeah. in twenty thirty two. Um. So, Duke, what have you been up to? What have I been playing? Um, what have I been playing? Actually, been playing can, I, can, I just, can I just ask what? you, I've, I've noticed Amnesia is no longer on your list. Is that, it's as, no longer on my list. Have you, have you not been back to play? Have you too scared not to play this week. Oh, I will, but oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, that's the thing. I, would, I, I don't care. If I don't play it okay. anymore, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to care what people think. <laughs> How much have you played this game, Stu? I'm not. I'm too scared well, to play shut it. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, someone sent me a video clip of this dude playing the game and like recording his reactions while he was playing it, and it was really funny. But it also showed me that further along in the game, you have a lot less stuff with you, and you have a lot more fear going on. And I don't know. I sort of realized, you know what? Like, I don't want to be in that mindset when I'm playing a game. I play games to relax you, and have fun, you, not to you, be like, ah, good, it's so tense and scared. You. you 
was talking on this very podcast I know, about I know. you don't like being in, in playing games where it makes you feel on edge, uneasy, like via Dead Space or right. uh, what was it, Alan Wake. You, you right. don't like being in that state. <laughs> oh, so you play one of the most hardcore survival <laughs> horror games that, that has been released in I the last ever. five years. I know, and that's the thing is that that's that's the power of discounted games. Like I look at it, oh, that's cheap. I'll play that. I'm never gonna play this again. Anyway, um, first I need to do an OC podcast call out. I don't understand what's going on when I put the OC podcast on my iPod and then I pause it and then like I go and listen to something else and then I come back to the OC podcast. It's always in a different place. And if I try to rewind or fast forward, it starts rewinding from a different place from when I started rewinding. And I'm like, what's up with that? What are you doing, Greg DeLacy? What is up with that? Is that anyway, is it with any other podcast? Or just... No, just the Overseas Connection. The one that comes to me is messed up. We'll send the special Duke version out. <laughs> yeah. We record the whole thing again and say exactly oh, the same words. Dog. Yeah. Anyway, um, Infamous 2. Oh, yeah. I think this could be Game of the Year in my book. Woohoo! Awesome. What about the monsters, what? Duke? Well, the monsters are kind of dumb, yeah. but that's not, I mean, it's as oh, bad what? as it is. It's not really a <laughs> It's just kind of dumb. But here's the thing. I was really worried when I started fighting monsters that I was going to have to find some really weird, arcane way of killing them. But it's not. It's totally the type of thing where they're like, and they like stand up on their hind legs, and they have these pink glowing dots. And you're like, I wonder what I'm supposed to do here. Hmm. And then you realize, oh, I'm supposed to hit them in the pink hold on, hold on, glowing hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Right. You do realize that Portal 2 was released this year. I know, I know. That's why I said in the running for Game okay. of the Year. Okay. Like, I don't think it, it's better than Portal 2, but it's it, a it, really much, game. How, how much fun you have with a game. Absolutely. Like, Portal and it's 2, like, yeah, Portal 2 is an interesting game to play. It's, like, it's a great story. It's probably, and I've already played it twice again, but, and I'll probably but, play it again. But in Portal 2, you don't jump across like wires electrically and like zap like baddies. Exactly. I mean, it's a different kind of fun. Gotcha. It's a different kind of game. It's an open sandbox. Yep. And I only did one of the user-generated content missions. But to be honest, I don't know how many of them I will go back and do when I finally buy this game. Because I already sent it back to Gamefly. Uh-huh. But um, well, it's they've, just, just, it's... they've just actually released a, a pack of them, of the best ones that have been created by the community. Yeah, free, for free, free obviously. Yeah, if it's yeah. a free download, which yeah. is cool. I like that. I like the support they're giving it. Yeah, I, you know. So anyway, um, there's some really good voice acting, and I know I said that the CGI cutscenes are kind of getting in the way of the comic cutscenes because they don't they don't really match. It sort of feels like one's interrupting the other, and it's not clear which one's interrupting which. But I don't know. Whatever. There is some really good voice acting. I think they did a good job with the casting, and there's some really nice moments. There's a really cool uh, buddy moment near the end that I was like. They did it really well. You know, kind of like uh, some – like, okay, it's not really to the level of going to Mexico in Red Dead Redemption, but it's kind of close. Like, it's one of those cinematic yeah. moments that you can tell when they made it. They were like, this is an awesome scene in this game. So wow. I'm curious to hear from other people what they thought of well, that. Well, I've, I've – as you know, my PS3 broke in the midst of sort of – I've played it probably for about four hours, I would think. Yeah. And that's uh, the thing is that like – but but I will be going because my wife is on her annual away week. Uh, a week today, she's away. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you when yeah. the uh, so my wife's going away. My wife's going away. So she's going. This is your words, not mine. Your mom, your week of freedom. 
week of freedom. <laughs> so I will be able to play games on Sunday night, Monday night, Finally, Tuesday my night. Chain's going to leave me alone. And then she'll be back on Thursday. So I'll have four nights of freedom to play whatever I want for us, however long I want. Uh, now, I already have... Billy's a... just going to end up like starving to death on the floor. Like, Come on, I need I, food. I already there. have arranged with Nick, uh, a.k.a. Surface Lizard, to obviously finish the co-op or start and finish it. Hello, even darlings. Start. Uh, the co-op in Portal 2, so that's arranged. Uh, and he's, he's assured me he will be available that week to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, failing that, if he doesn't turn up, or for whatever reason, uh, I will be putting Infamous 2 in the box, I would think, to try and get that uh, finished and, and play through that. So that's what I'm going to do on that week, I reckon. You like to play games that you know you can finish in this week? Yeah, I don't like to start, because obviously I've still got... Um, yeah. Uh, thingy, New Vegas. I've still got New Vegas. So I could I'll finish New Vegas in a week. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if you play nothing else and do nothing a, else. Yeah, that's a bit of a hard sell. I mean, I'm guessing how long did it take you to finish Infamous 2, Duke? What do you say? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we had gone on to the what are you going to be playing segment of the show. No, no, I, I was just saying, you know, talking about what I've been playing. Yeah, but what, 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 how long do you reckon it took you? Um, I don't know. Like, I kind of did it in like three days pretty much straight, like just playing it, playing it, playing it. So I don't know. I'd say maybe, I suppose 20 hours is a fair estimate. Yeah, no worries. I, I can do that. I will, yeah. I will try and do that. But I was doing a lot of the side missions and stuff at, the, at first. And then I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I kind of want to see where the story's going and I just want to be done. So not, not desperate to be done, but just like I wouldn't mind getting done with this this afternoon and having some time left over in the afternoon rather than like playing it right up to the time when I'm going to have dinner and stuff. You know what was cool though about the side missions in Infamous Two. In Infamous, they're it, much improved. Well, I wrote that down not here. only they're the a lot improved, better than the ones, but in the first one, you had to do them on the first, to get your power up to where you needed it to be. To you sort of need to do that here. Not but... as much though. Not as much. Added. Excuse me. Have you finished this game, Stu? No, but from but what I've you know? played, of it, it didn't feel as necessary. As it did in the first game. Well, it's not as necessary, but it is still necessary. And besides, it's cool. Like you, you get they did a good job with making the powers more desirable. Like I'd look at what's available and I'd be like, "Oh, I totally want that." And then it's like you have to nail six people with the precision aiming, whatever it is. And I'm like, "Okay, I'll definitely do that." And uh, yeah, I really like it. Um, there are some missions where uh, you have to. Oh, yeah, there was this one thing was like, go investigate this guy, but don't let him see you. And I was like, yeah, no sweat. I'll just get up on a really high building and I'll investigate him from there. And then it, it goes to that, you know, you get up to the top of the building and it switches to the black and white, like, oh, mission over. I was like, what? And it's like, you have to investigate him from street level. And I was like, why is that? That's stupid. That makes no sense. Don't do that. The other mission that really bugged me was there's this kinetic pulse thing where you can hover something in the air and then you throw it. And sometimes that's really useful. Like you could pick up a car and throw it at a big enemy, and it's like, and you're like, yeah. But there's some missions where, like, somebody's like, we lost our supplies. Can you go get them for us? And they're over on the other side of the city, and you have to like pick them up and throw them. And then if they land in the water, because there's some, there's one part of this city, New Moray, which is basically New Orleans after Katrina. There's a certain part of the city which is basically underwater. So there's all these little islands, and occasionally when you're throwing this box of supplies, it'll land in the water. So what you have to do is you have to jump on top of it and then throw it, and then immediately jump out of the water, or else you'll die pretty easily. And it's just the stupidest mechanic. And I was just like, come on, people, that was a dumb thing to do. Those missions are stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But there are also these missions where you have to recharge generators, and you, you have these Tesla missiles that you throw, and you have to hit the other um, 
generator. And the way it works is kind of like that bullet that you aim in Singularity where you have control of the bullet, you know, and you fly around and you, you nail the enemy with it. And you're like, yeah, in your face, what? Um, so that was pretty cool because you, you take out some enemies sometimes with them as well. That's really kind of neat. Um, and the other thing I really like about it is that uh, if you die, like when you're fighting a boss or you're two-thirds of the way through a mission or whatever, it starts you back at a checkpoint in the middle of that mission rather than taking you all the way back to the beginning of the mission, which is really nice because, you know, I remember games where – well, GTA, I'll get to one. GTA 4. Yeah, exactly. Right. Awful. And, and it's like it just starts – and you're like, oh, I don't want to have to do that first part over again. You know, um, all sandbox games should do that nowadays. Yeah. It should be, there's no excuse. Saints yeah. Row, come on. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, like, the parkour in this game is, it may even be better than Crackdown, because, like, getting up, to, there are those, those power poles that you can climb up, that you start climbing them, then it goes, and it shoots you up to the top of it. There are some really tall towers toward the end of the game, and you're down on the ground, and you just touch that pole, and it goes, and then it just, and you're way up at the top of the city, and it's so awesome. You're like, yeah! Stu, I'm yeah. really enjoying Duke's sound effects. <laughs> I know, yeah, Those brilliant. Duchess giving me that brilliant. look. Like, do you know, do you know what, else, what, what, what I noticed about Infamous 2 as, old, as opposed to the first game? In the first game, the draw distance was awful. You'd be at the, because if you're at the top of a huge building, you want to be able to see for miles. Please stop whining but, about No, but, right... Part of getting up to the top of a really tall building is to see what you can see from up there. And in in the original game, it was like blurred out almost, like it was just a sort of like an impression of something in the like distance. A fog. Yes, I guess I don't. Really and in Infamous Two, it's much better. It's still not perfect. It's nowhere near as good as Crackdown for for draw distance, but okay. it is. Yeah. But it wow. is better. It's definitely better, and it feels like when you are at the top of the building, you, you, there's a point of being up there and being able. Well, a much to see more stuff. important thing that we should talk about with Infamous <laughs> Two is this laser leash that you have about yeah. two thirds away from the game, where you, you you. Oh man, it's so cool! It's like it doesn't work. To an infinite distance, which that would be totally awesome. But basically, if it's you know a certain distance away, you look at it, you can see it, you can target. It's like Just Cause too. You touch it with the laser leash, and then you you're zooming over to it. So it's like really awesome. I love that. And the last thing I'll say is that toward the end, there's a really interesting character development sequence that I thought was really well done. And I'm not going to say anything about it because I don't want to give any spoilers. So there's no need for me to play this sound. But uh, yeah, I was really happy with not uh, the story itself. Isn't so great. Uh, It's all right. It's a decent story, but the character development toward the end, I thought was really good. Okay. We're running out of time. So let me move quickly. Yeah. Move on, move on. Chipper Cypher. Uh, was playing Earth Defense Force, Insect Armageddon. Ah, nah, here come the insects. <laughs> and I asked him, is it any good? And he said, yeah, it's a lot of fun, but I wish more people were playing it. No one I know has it, especially in the U.S. I'll have to go on the G4TE website and see if any of the Brits have it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get that game so I can play with you, dude. And he's like, yeah, awesome. Yeah, because it's so co-op. It's co-op. What? It's a co-op game, isn't it? So yeah. You, yeah, so you can play the story in co-op mode. Is that right? Story. That's cute. There's wow. a story. Wow. You know what it is? It's a horde mode followed by another horde mode cool. followed by another horde mode. <laughs> and then you sort of have a boss fight. But it's really more like a horde mode with one really tough enemy in the middle of the horde mode. <laughs> the whole right. game is a series of horde modes. That's is all it, it is. Is it up to six players? Is that right? I don't know. I have a feeling it's but, up to six players. <laughs> okay. But... I don't know six people playing it. I know me and Chipper Cypher. That's it. <laughs> yeah. But 
here's the thing. It's a fun game, and it's a good thing it was only $40 in the U.S. because it does not deserve to be a $60 title. But you know what they should have done? Because I don't think they're going to do very well with sales. They should have done this as an arcade title. If they had done this as an arcade title, it would have been, and especially if they could have gotten into Summer of Arcade, that finished with this game, that would have been just the most awesome thing ever. Do you know why it isn't? Why? Because it's too big. Yeah, well, it, they should have adjusted they've it. They've still got this two gigabyte limit on that. Well, instead of having ten hordes, they could have had five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey, Greg DeLacy, listen up. There's Max. How? Oh, uh, we'll uh, 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 it it right now. Skullduggar, there's towers. You can set up little turrets. Damn. So there you go. Something for everybody. There you go. Uh, it's dumb fun. The story is exactly like the first game. It's just a bunch of horde modes. Uh, the friendly AI chatter is inspired, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> when you're running from horde mode to horde mode, the dude comes up and he's like, stupid bugs. And then the other guy goes, my dad was an exterminator. that's great that's actually that's pretty good i like that i like it yeah it's good uh so anyway yeah whatever like it's fun if you have it definitely hook me up we can go kill some bugs um but i wouldn't recommend it even at 40 dollars or what is it 25 quid or something basically starship troopers the game is that that Uh, not even as much fun as that but it's cool i mean i don't want to badmouth it it's a good game but I wouldn't blame people if they wait to find it used. I kind of yeah. wish I had bought it used, but whatever. I'm glad I was able to play with Chipper Cypher, and I'm sure I will some more later. Uh, Bastion demo we just talked about. Um, real quick, uh, they had GTA San Andreas on special uh-huh. on the Xbox Live. Ten bucks. I'm like, and it's like, I was like, you know what? I have some fond memories of playing that game, and I got it, and I started playing it again. And it, you know what? I'm going to write a piece on this for the site, so keep your eyes peeled, people. It may actually be up by the time people hear this, but there's a lot of things about that game I love, but it's a really hard game. Yep. I did like five missions, and then I was like, that's it. I'm putting on the infinite health cheat. I don't care. Oh, yeah. That's what you have to do in the back in the old GTA games. It's just yeah, especially at the game. end. I was like, when I did that final mission, I was like, I don't believe anybody finished this game without putting yeah. on a cheat. I, 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 think, I think cheating back then was a lot more popular. Like, uh, let's yeah. ask Matt. Right. My, my friend Matt, who's in the room with me. You played GTA, right? The old one. Uh, GTA 3. All right. Did you cheat with the health? Yes. So there yes. you go. You see, I, while cheats. we're doing live interviews, hey, Duchess, you ever play GTA San Andreas? Fuck no, she says. Okay, thanks. <laughs> there you go. Well, do you know, I used to get, when I first got my 360, it used to be a, a 360 gamer magazine. And yes. they used to have cheat codes in the back, like in the old days, you know, cheat well, yeah. codes that you can, but you don't see the them as often. No. You don't see them as often. No. No. Because they're no. often, so, like, if you cheat, like, you, you often spoils achievements. Yeah, yeah. As, uh, people kind of don't do it anymore. But yeah, yeah I think GTA Three, Vice City, like they, they, I, I cheated through all of them. But it didn't. Yeah. But the thing is, though, it didn't spoil the game, did it? Like no. because the game was fun anyway. Yeah, the, the, it the, is. The, the, the annoying part was dying. That was the annoying part. Yeah. So. Oh, sure. And and like there's some missions, like there's one in San Andreas where you have to chase this train so that your buddy can shoot the people on top of the train for some reason, mm-hmm. and it's like. You, you're going along, and, and you only have a certain amount of time, and you don't know exactly where you should position yourself in order for him to shoot them all. And so you're sort of guessing. And even though you can't die, that mission is still really hard to do because it's really not clear what you're supposed to do. So you just keep doing it and hope that eventually you will, which I did. But I don't know. Anyway, it's a great game still. The, but the one, I was the, one, 
Oh, sorry, the one mission that really got to me, San Andreas, was the one where you have to fly like toy helicopters or something like that. Yeah. Is that right? There's like, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. geeky guy or something. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. really pissed me off. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but I guess I like the novelty of that type of mission. So I was like, I don't mind. I'll do this all day. Um, but the other, then I was like, hey, you know what? It was another great open sandbox shoot 'em up game with Sa- the first Saints Row. I think I'll go get that again. So I went and got it. And I was actually going to try to find a used copy of GTA 4 because we had that play date. And I was like, I should get a copy of that to have for the play date. But nobody had a used copy of GTA 4. I went to like three places. And they're like, no, we don't have it. I'm like, ah. So I wasn't able to play the GTA 4 play date. I had to have uh, Ultraman Odin be like the head person in charge. So I'd like to give a special pre-end of the show shout out to Ultraman Odin. Yay! For uh, taking the lead on the play date. God. Yeah. Wow. And then Explosion Man, finally. Uh, it's it's fun. I mean, it's it's a lot like the first Explosion Man. And I like I it. I really like yeah. that. It's all right. I don't think against it. Um, I didn't really care for the first one, so I won't be getting the second one. I didn't really think there was anything, you know, disturbing or offensive about it. But I will say that it was kind of stupid when they had the the little demo video about what you're supposed to do, and they showed the one woman who did it right and the one woman who did it wrong. And it was like, ah, she's stupid, and blah blah blah. And then at the end of it, it's like, you should have kept your hands off my man. And then she like caused the laser to kill the person's avatar or something. And I was like, that's stupid. Like, oh, there's this old thing about like, uh, women are always threatening to kill each other over a man and whatever. And it's like, whatever. So anyway, have you never seen Jerry Springer? <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, or or in this country, Jeremy Kyle. Mm. <laughs> I've never seen Jeremy Kyle. No, yeah, worse. Worse. he just he just shouts at them. He's yeah, like, "Why are you stupid?" Sounds like a great television. Yeah, yeah. yeah he berates That's him, doesn't he? He's horrible. Dude. Horrible. I think uh, at this point, Stu, we should mention that we do have a competition. We should. Oh, yes, wait, I, I have a competition. What? A oh, different my competition. competition, real quick. Oh God, what's your competition? I have all the people who me, uh, me, enter Fear Three code. Um, I I have their entry forms right here, okay? And I'm going to make handy-dandy, easy-pick things out of them. You ready? All the different entry forms, I'm going to crumple how up. Many, how many did you get? Of paper. You ready? People want to do. There's one. Yeah. There's two. All right, we're ready to do the drawing now. You ready? <laughs> two. <laughs> oh, God. All right, I'm picking one. Let's oh, see. God. Shake them up. Mix them up in the hat. <laughs> okay, here we go. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And the winner is... Hang on. Where's the drum roll? Where's the drum Oh, here it is. It's Hell Patrol, a.k.a. Mega Man. Uh, yeah. Well done. Uh, so he'll get the Fear 3 code. And yeah, and uh, yay. So hooray for him. And thank you to everybody who entered. It was him. And who was the other person that entered? <laughs> I have it written down right. Oh, yeah, Gray Fox. There was a lot uh, this other form. Yeah. <sighs> oh, no, all right, problem. that's it. I'm done. Go ahead. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, other competition. Co- proper, com- proper one. <laughs> proper competition. Oh, and porridge is a prison sentence in the UK, isn't it? Absolutely yep. it is, yes. yeah. I had and a good sitcom as well. As a it sitcom. was a good sitcom, yeah. Was right. A... Anyway. Muslamic Raygons. Anyway, anyway, uh, all right, the real competition Yeah, now. real competition. Chinny, explain. Go ahead. Right, cool. the competition is, as we explained last week, but we'll do it again. Right, you can win 1,200 Microsoft points or a PlayStation Network card of the same value, donated by the lovely Bongo, the same. <laughs> Needs more Bongo. Right. <laughs> and 
<laughs> to enter, you have to cre- you have to draw Stu, Duke, and myself. Uh, either for real, you have to draw it on paper and scan it in. Do it on paint or what was the uh, Mac version? Oh, paintbrush. You could Google paintbrush. And you can download that for the Mac if you're looking for one on the Mac. There's also uh, an online image site. I don't know if you can draw with it, but it's called Pixlr, P-I-X-L-R. So. And there's one on Google Docs as well. Like you can do one in Google Docs. Probably. Anywho, right, uh, so you've got to draw uh, us three. Uh, there's pictures of us on the site now. Everybody's commenting on what you two look like. Everybody kind of knows what I look like, but everybody, what you two look like. Um, in some kind of situation that we'd like. like. Like, imagine me in GTA, kind of hanging out with Nico or something like that. Uh, some in-jokes that only podcast listeners or website visitors would understand in some funny situations. The rules are don't do anything too violent uh, or rude, and you could win um, some Microsoft points or PlayStation Network stuff. Uh, it, the deadline is the 20th of August, so you have until then. We'll talk about it every week on the podcast. Uh, submit your drawings. Either email the email the podcast at podcast podcast at veterangamers.co.uk or you can put them on Facebook on our Facebook page which is Veteran Gamers UK you can tag us in those or you can even ask us at Twitter the, easy, the best way is probably Facebook because everybody can see them then but when, when we're done we'll, I'll put up a post with all the drawings on so we get to see them all and then we'll announce the winner on the show there you go done. fantastic like Andrew Gold uh, did Andrew Gold we've already got one yeah we, yeah. we kind of only officially started two days ago also, because it was uh, the way that we record the podcast and so on. So it's a little bit complicated and backwards. But, yeah, we've got one, two. It's pretty good. It's pretty yeah, good. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he's got a good yeah. chance because he's the only one so far. So there you go. He's got a great chance. If no other bothers. people are putting more time and effort yeah, into Yeah, maybe. He just whipped maybe. that out in 20 hours. Uh, yeah. Can I just mention that one of the comments which made me chuckle a bit on the, uh, on the post that he put up from Heaven. And he says, lol... I always imagine Stu to look like Terry Christian. <laughs> so there you go. I'm not really sure how that comes about. Uh, and I had Duke down for a Tim, Tim Robbins lookalike. So there you go, Duke. Tim Robbins. Really? Book. Tim Robbins, man. Tim Robbins, apparently. Uh, funny how you build a picture of someone just from the voice. Well, I, I Now, interesting. I have a little story about this. Well, only You know, my politics are a lot like Tim Robbins, so I guess that's fair. I, Duke, I had you, right, before I actually saw what you looked like, uh, I had you sort of as being quite a thin person. Oh, no. Uh, with black hair, short oh, no. black hair, uh, and glasses a bit like sort of uh, John Lennon glasses, you know, like round glasses. No. Uh, Although Barton Fink has round glasses. I wish I could find something like that. Yeah, like round glasses. Uh, and that's how I had you in my, in my head. And obviously I know how you look now, but even though I know how you look, I still imagine you to look like that. There you go. Oh, yeah. well, Just a bit go. weird. You can't dissuade people with the truth sometimes. I know, I know. I still imagine you do that. Anyway, at this point, we normally do an indie pick, don't we? As we all know, it's, it's indie pick time, isn't it? Or not, I guess, as this week goes. Because I have got a game, uh, or, or Vlados, should I say, has got a game for us. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but she's been deferred till next week because Duke has a comedian doing a stand-up routine about video games, I believe. So we oh, thought we'd yeah. do that for a change, for a change. Hannibal Burris. We talked about him before on the podcast. He's great, and I realized that he has this video game section of his album, My Name is Hannibal. And uh, the whole album's great. People should get it. But uh, this is especially pertinent because it's about video games. So here we go. I went to this bar around here. I thought there was a comedy show going on in the back. They didn't have a comedy show. They had Nintendo Wii Bowling set up. 
And it was two girls and a guy playing. The guy asked me to be on his team. We played against the girls, then we lost because of me. He got ready to leave. He was like, all right, see y'all later, ladies. And to me, he was like, hey, man, step your game up. I was like, nah, dude, you step your life up. Get some real passions. I play a lot of video games. I play Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto is a really detailed game. On this game, you could buy clothes and go on dates with video game girls. So I bought an outfit that I thought the video game girl would like. I bought shirt, pants, and shoes, and I picked her up. She was like, that shirt is ugly. So I got out the car and I shot her in the face. <laughs> Don't disrespect me, you video game bitch. You virtual twaddle news, news that shots you in the face. Now the date's over. So I'm playing this game for an escape from real life. I don't need your criticism in HD. Dolby surround sound. What's really hilarious is that you can't kill this girl because she's part of the storyline. So when you shoot her in the face, she's like, you're being weird. And she runs away. Like, I'm being weird? Nah, you're being weird. I just shot you in the face and you didn't die. It's acting like it was annoying. I was at the, the game store. They had Guitar Hero set up. And it was this kid playing. And I, I got on the other guitar to compete against him. Kid's father's hyping him up. Billy, you're gonna rock out on this dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, Billy. You're gonna kick this guy's ass. Like, dude, chill out, man. Your kid's not a real rock star. <laughs> he has no future in music. He's probably gonna work for the city or something. <laughs> it's not a bad job. You get benefits, a lot of vacation days, but it's not any rock star shit by any means. So I started playing this game. I was a novice. This kid is a pro. He starts rocking out. He's winning. He starts leaning back with the guitar. Then this dude turned his back to the screen. And he put the guitar through his legs. So I punched him in the chest. And hit him in the knees with my guitar. Don't fuck the showboat on me, kid. Have some class and act like you've been there before. This ain't a video game. This is real life. One point for Hannibal. One point for Hannibal. Oh, I like that. That's good. Yeah, my favorite uh, part. Like, I know it's kind of like misogynistic in a virtual way, but that's not meant to condone any actual violence against women, of course. But my favorite part of the whole routine is this, because I don't even know what he's saying. Virtual twaddle news, news that shots in the face. Now the date's over. <laughs> I just love the way it works. <laughs> the date's over. Uh, that was good. Well, yes. that was a nice change. He's a funny guy, man. He's, he's very, not, I can very. I, unfortunately, you can't get his album. Uh, through legal means. Uh, means in the UK. There's a lot however, of clips. Yes, however, what I've done is I've downloaded it illegal, I, illegally. I, I'm, I'm going to admit that. But because I'm such a fan of Mr. Burris, uh, I'm going to, as soon as it's available in the UK, I'm going to buy it and I recommend anyone to buy it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a great album. The whole thing, like, I, I listened to it in the garden and just like on a sunny day and it was just like brilliant. It was so yeah. much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Very it's good. good. We like that. Uh, so, yes. So, second part of the show this week. In recent weeks, the sales figures have been released for both Child of Eden and Shadows of the Damned. 
so I want to talk a little bit about uh, new IPs, which is one of our favorite things because we like to see new, different things and not just you know new like sequels, you know, all the time. Something new, but it's a sequel to something that we've already played. You know, we like to get new and different and interesting stuff, unless it's called Catherine in Duke's case. You know, he doesn't want that because that's too different. Yeah, too different for him. It's not that's too different. It's too stupid. Hey, date's over. Yeah, I've got I've got uh, hopes for that. It is coming to the UK, so I don't need to import it. And I will definitely play it when it comes out. I think so. I will definitely give that a go. Uh, but that aside, that aside, wh- what do we think about the way that new IPs are being treated, though? In the in the last sort of six to twelve months, you know, a new IP comes out. Do do you think that companies give them enough promotion? Do you think they sort of get the word out there? Or do you think you just put it out and keep the fingers crossed that someone might actually buy it and some word of mouth will occur afterwards? Well, where's I, this list of new IPs, Stu? Sorry. Well, the the it list is... It's, it's, no, I have it written down. These are the games that have come out then. We just don't have access to it. Yeah. Huh. No, well, it's only because we were writing... We were talking about when you... Is this, is this Inception? Can we go into his mind? No, but you and I were discussing this before you arrived on the call tonight. So oh, we were talking beyond the backwards. So we've got okay. This is what I've got on the yeah. list for this year. For this year, we've got Shadows of the Damned, uh, Child of Eden, Bulletstorm, Brink, DC Universe Online, and Homefront. So those are ones. There might be others that I haven't got down. Uh, you know that I've missed. Uh, and we've got obviously Dead Island coming up, and then the big one was La Noire. I guess is a new IP. So. So what do you think? I mean, do you think these games, like especially Shadows of the Damned and Child of Eden, because they've you know both had really poor sales figures, but then did did sort of Home um, Homefront do much better? Did Brink do much better? Did Bulletstorm do? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang about. These talk to Terry Tibbs about right. which game. Did these well. are the questions. Elaine Noir, Noir did very well. It did. Right. Uh, what else did? It do? Um, but Brink, is that an anomaly amongst these things? Brink sold very well. Did it? Did it really yes, it sell did. well? Yes, it did. Shush. It sold well, right? What was the other one that you just read out? Uh, Bully Storm. No, that didn't do very well. Uh, Homefront. Homefront did really well. Homefront did re- it went into the millions, Homefront is. Did it? Yeah, yes, the analyst was expecting it to sell two million reviews. Yeah, that was expecting it, but what did it actually do? It, it did really. Uh-huh. It, it was definitely in the millions. I know that, right? It did very well, Homefront. Just because it's not a good game doesn't mean that it, you know it can't sell. The oh no, THQ a- announced an estimated one million copies across North America, Europe, and Asia Pacific markets have been sold. Bang! Yeah. So that's all right. I mean, a million that's not all right. That's really good. a million is good, Stu. A million is good for a new IP, isn't it? A million yes. is good. I'm not. I'm not convinced. Brink did as well. I mean, well, let's see if we can find well. out anything. We have yeah. access to some resources here. You have a look. See what you yeah. could, you could uh, to figure uh, out. Brink. The thing, bullet, it was in the it was in the news today or yesterday that Bully Storm didn't do very well, unfortunately. Um, but I think new, new, like I think most of the time, new IPs are are a risk. They are tricky, but if the game's good enough, I think it it will it will do well, and it does come into marketing as well. I think a, a game does have to get marketed. I mean, well, I was going to ask, you. isn't the greatest game? That's been released this year, but it did well because it was marketed well. Yeah, let me ask you this. Shadows of the Damned, how much did you know about that game before it came well, out? Well, I'm very active in the games industry, and I knew very little about it. I knew it was made by Suda51, who made unique games and got a cult following. So I kind of expected it to kind of have a cult following. That was but, it. But marketing-wise, there was hard. So apparently Brink has sold uh, 700,000. 
That's okay, but that's, that's not pretty good. It's okay, but it's not like massive sales. Yeah, but that's it? pretty good for a bad game. <laughs> yeah, it probably yeah, is. And it was a bad game. It probably is, but that's not amazing sales. That's sort of like Alan Wake type sales, isn't it? Which but is a which if again, I was a bad game, and it sold seven hundred thousand. I'd be very happy. <laughs> which, which again, I guess we could also look at Enslaved and Alan Wake from last year as well, which was obviously two new IPs last year, and they're sort of disappointing sales figures. You know, but but I feel like to a certain extent, some of these new IPs, especially things like Shadows of the Damned and Child of Eden, to a certain extent, uh, we're, 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 I mean, would you say they were sent out to die by the publishers? You know, they they, they think no, they just sort of all no, no. I don't think at all. I think I think you're very kind of. I think you're upset about it, Stu, because you love Child of Eden so much, and it didn't sell very well. No, not but, at all. Not well, at all. I, I think, well, I think not you at all. Every night about it, right? No, not at all. Because <laughs> you're a no, big I think. Girl. Sorry, go. On. I think Stu really likes new things and wants to see new, fresh ideas come about. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Stu, you get a little tired of the sequels rush, which seems to be accelerating, which I agree with. And I think it's a shame that studios. I don't know if it's true or not, but it certainly does seem like they don't put the same resources into developing new IPs that they do for cranking out sequels and reboots, which they expect will do well just by virtue of the fact that they have brand loyalty. Yeah, what about Mirror's Edge? I mean, there's a good example of this is an funny. interesting concept. This is funny, right? Because in the interview that I did with Harvey Elliott, right, we talk, one of the very first questions is about new IPs. And he... He has been working on the Harry Potter series since it started, right? And I said, how, how active are EA at finding new IPs? And he kind of gave, you know, one of those answers where like we focus on making great games, but they are working on a new IP. So they do, they, they do try it. And I did bring up Mirror's Edge and I brought up Dead Space. And, you know, because in 2008, that was a, that, believe it or not, that was a new IP. But now it's everywhere. And some take off, and I've said this before, like Assassin's Creed, like Dead Space, some of them just take off. Some of them are just immediately cool to look at, or they connect instantly with people, and some of them they don't. They do they're, something really, really well. They're, they're a huge risk. Infamous is, yeah. you know, was a huge risk, and it paid off for them. Maybe not on the first one, but the sequel will pay off. So, you know, the, I think the sequels pay the bills, where the new IPs is something interesting and a risk. That's now, apparently crazy. Mirror's Edge sold 1 million on the Xbox 360 and almost a million on the PS3. This mm. is all according to VGCharts.com. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the, the... Is that associated oh. with us? Because we got VG Hub yeah. and we are VG... The, the first infamous game sold 2 million. Yeah, it did pretty well. I mean, but, it, but that helped because when that came out, there was this huge sort of prototype versus infamous thing going oh, on. Yeah. So they, they got a lot of publicity from that. And also, you've you got to think as well, that's on one console. You know, yeah, that's yeah. pretty good for a, a single... And it's like, an exclusive, which I think yeah. is going to help a game like that. Yeah. Definitely. I think an interesting... Prototype one, sold one million on the Xbox and one million on the PS3. Yeah, you see, Prototype did sort of all right. You know, that did quite well. It didn't do quite as well. Well, I guess combined it probably did, but, but yeah. yeah. But the thing is, right, like, so the people who made Infamous, right, they made, like, the Ratchet... What's it, sorry, what did they make? Oh, Sucker Punch, punch right, uh, Sucker Punch. Yeah. They, they made... Uh, Sly and Sly. 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 Yeah, Sly so they, they're not really invested in... Like, Sly was quite a, quite a 90s character, whereas Infamous is, like, new and fresh, so they can concentrate on that. The, the same with, like, um, Naughty Dog, you know what I mean? They did Ratchet and Clank, but now they're... Did they do Ratchet and Clank? No. Naughty Dog did something. Uh, I'm trying to think what Naughty Dog did before. 
It was Insomniac that did Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, Insomniac. They've done the. Uh, they they do. Oh, they did Crash time. Bandicoot, right? They did. Yeah. Uh, that's that's that, and then then focus on something new. Look at who did Mirror's Edge. Who made Mirror's Edge? Dice. Exactly. Yeah. What are they doing now? And that Battlefield. Exactly. What What do you think's going to sell more? Battlefield. <laughs> so they, like, if, Mirror's if, Edge didn't do badly. I mean, no, I think like, that's that's surprising. Good. Yeah, but surprising. If, I didn't think this, it had done that well. If this was a developer, right? That had kind of moved onto a new IP and didn't have Battlefield in the in the in the mm. you know in the closet, as they say in America. All right, if if they didn't have that behind them and they just had this new like Mirror's Edge game, right? They'd be like, "Fuck, let's make a number two. But they have Battlefield to make. They yeah. are a Battlefield machine, and it's I'm true. not saying EA can outsource it to some other developer, but it wouldn't be the same game. You know, yeah. maybe they're very protective. But that might be a good thing. Yeah, they, they want to say like, we if I, there's going to be a Mirror's Edge two, we want to make it. You know. Yeah. So I, I think the dice have got bigger bigger things to worry about. They have, they have to I mean, worry about you know, making Battlefield three. You know, yeah. they, they make Mirror's Edge two and maybe sell another million or two, but they make like Battlefield three and sell nine million. You know exactly. what I mean? So what are you going to put your money into and, yeah. and effort I mean, time? Also, they might work on Mirror's Edge two when they finish Battlefield three, but Battlefield three is a bigger project. You know, it's like a well, let's get this behemoth out of the way and, and focus on. For the record, Bad Company Two did three million on the 360 and two point three million on the PS3 and six hundred thousand on the PC. Not yeah. too shabby. No, not, it's, not that's too that's shabby. good sales figures. They're, they're the sort of super games, aren't they? I guess. You know? I, I I honestly think that new IPs are you know the, a developer's way of kind of not going in, not going crazy and trying something new. But sequels yeah. is where their bread and butter are. You know, yeah, but, say that kind of but if we go to something like Shadows of the Damned, you know, we've got the guy who's obviously Suda Fifty One, who's you know, I mean, Killer Seven, and, and obviously No More Heroes and things like that. But I mean, he's a bit of a cult character. You know, some people he's a bit of a Marmite person as well. I think some people lo- lo- love his games, and some people just don't get it. Uh, but then we've got the guy, you know, who made uh, Resident Evil Four. Is it Mikami? I can't remember his, his name is now. Is Mikami? Uh, but he made Resident Evil 4, so again, he's a pretty prolific developer, and yeah, it didn't feel like they, they put any effort into, you know, publicising it at all. Mate, it, well, 30,000. Yeah, 30,000. Like, is that game good, though? I mean, you're kind of getting tired of it, Stu. No, I played it up to the point... I I think it's got a lot of good things going for it, but it, it was unfortunate that they just included a section I didn't particularly like that much, and I'm sure... Well, maybe, I'm right, they, they kind of knew it wasn't going to be a hit. They, you know, they... I, I, yeah, I do that's probably think, true. I do honestly think sometimes, a, you know, P, like marketing like and PR know when something's going to be a hit. Yes, they can be wrong, but generally they get it right. You know, Homefront, they knew that it could sell really well. They knew the multiplayer was strong. The single player was okay. They they knew they could they could milk that one. Whereas like Shadows of Down was like, no, this is, this is not a hit. The best we can do is a cult following. And to be fair, Suda51 does have a cult following. Killer7 and all that bollocks that he releases, right? It, it, people follow every game that he makes. So in, in a way, every game that he makes is a sequel to whatever he's going on in his head, right? He, he, the following is him, right? Not his games, right? So people will play his games no matter what they are or what they're called, right? So it, it's that the people are following him, whereas, so he can make a new IP every week if he wanted to. It's, it's, a, different, if it, it's a different structure, I think, with him. It's a, it's a weird way of looking at it, but but like the Western way is like sequels and new IPs, whereas he's just like followed that one developer. 
I get that. I do get that. And I, I understand that it's not... Unfortunately, it's the type of game that isn't going to appeal to everybody. You know, there's a lot of people out there who probably just don't get it. You know, and just wonder what the hell they're playing. And it, it is fun and it's interesting and it's it's a bit different. And yes, there's dick jokes and poo jokes and all that sort of stuff going on in the game. But I yeah, don't we, know. We're not... We, look, with, with Shadows of the Dam, we're not... How would you even market it? Yeah, yeah, well, we're not missing a portal, are we? It's not going to be a portal 2. If only they had promoted it better, everyone would know how awesome this game is. At best, it's going to be a a bullet storm at least. It's it's just like, it's not going to be... The, the game of the year. Now, you see, Bully Storm's an interesting one, though, because that, that game got quite a lot of... of oh, that's a shame, yeah. And I, I do think there could be a Bullet Storm 2. I really do. Um, but I do think like, a Bullet Storm is what Duke Nukem is now. Like, like what was, sorry. It's like Bullet Storm is like, the evolution of Duke Nukem. Uh, and in a way, you know, a modern Duke Nukem. But a lot of people like Bully Storm, you know. I mean, no one again, no one's saying it's going to be game of the year. But a lot of people liked it, and it it just it was, weird because it did get marketed well. But obviously, people just didn't buy into the idea of it for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe it just kind of because I mean, I remember I, I, when I played it, it. It's a fun game, but it it doesn't stand out enough for me. Like. There's a lot of fun mechanics in there, but it, it is a it is a shooter. That's it. That's all it is, really. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it was varied enough. I don't think it was unique enough. It was just a funny, great first-person shooter with a lot of you know electric whips going on. That's some funny dialogue now and again. Uh, uh. Yeah, I mean, Child of it's Eden... A risk. It's a risk. Child of Eden is, is, is a cult following. Yeah, I can understand why that didn't sell as well as it anticipated. But again, it didn't get marketed. But how do you... Again, how do you market a game like that to people? You've you got to rely on cult following. Yeah. You, you know, some of the most critically acclaimed games, like you know, Beyond Good and Evil, Ico, Shadow of the Colossus, they're, they're not big sellers, right? But the, the weird thing about Ico and Shadow of the Colossus is they are becoming big sellers because their audience is getting people, people talk about them. Which is like kind of natural for that. It's true. And I think the other thing to keep in mind is, I mean, in all fair to marketers, a group of people I usually don't stick up for, it's all, probably a lot harder to market video games now because you don't have the same sort of concentrated access to them that you once did with video game magazines. And I mean, you know, the audience is a lot more diverse and their interests are a lot more diverse and it's a lot harder to catch the eyeballs than it used to be. I'm- so I think they've got a hard time pushing a game unless you want to go whole hog with like TV commercials and paying for that Xbox spotlight spot so that it's the first or second thing they see when they turn on their Xbox. But I think with something like Child of Eden, to market that, they would have needed to get someone like GameStop on board in America or, you know, yeah. Game or Game Station in the UK and set that up Connects. Set up Connects in the shops, giving them one level to play and just sort of got people playing the game and understanding what it was, you know, and what... But that's where the Connect thing falls down because yeah. Connect is trying to do 17 things at once, and it doesn't matter how great that particular game is because they're not going to put a lot of effort into pushing that one game because what they're trying to do is show people you have fighters uncaged and you have the dog thing and you have Michael Jackson, and it gets lost in it. I, I think I think with Child of Even as well, like if, if you did set up that in a, like a GameStop and get people to play it, not everybody is Stuart Fairlap. Not everybody is amazed by those pretty colours and, and, and techno music. Like people just play it and go, this is weird and shit, right? And I'm not saying it is, Stu. I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, right? I'm not saying it is, but people like are, are expecting that kind of 
that we experience. You know what I mean? They're, they're expecting to play tennis and bowling in these types of yeah. games. They don't expect crazy colours and you have to say like Eden which is now the internet like what get out of here where's bowling I sort so, of agree with you and I yeah. also think that you're right because you know not everybody likes techno music do they you know and, and some people like you know rock music and some people like indie rock and whatever and but, it's not the music but it's the concept as well it's, yeah. it's a very bizarre one and we're quite used to like weird concepts because we play weird games all the time but like people who play bowling you know they're, they're not going to be used to shooting colours and shit but then it's, ultimately, but this isn't be. aimed you know, at those people, yeah. is it? It's not well, aimed, like, and it's not a hard game. You know, I'm not saying that everybody yeah. who would walk in and try it would hate it. I'm just saying like it's it's like a lot of people would kind of like dismiss it, and some uh, some a few would maybe like it and think it's interesting. Let me ask. Let me ask you about another new IP that's coming out this year, and and see how you think this is Skyrim. <laughs> that's not lol, a new IP. Lol, it's a lol, sequel. Lol. Um, but yes, the Gunstringer, you know, the Gunstringer, this new Kinect game where you get to shoot people like in a Wild West type. A new Kinect game. It's, yeah, I won't it's, be getting it. It's going to be a disc release, which I was a bit surprised at. I, I, see, I don't care about this game because it's Kinect. Like, yeah. I automatically switch off, really, when it's Kinect. You know, I, I was convinced this would be an arcade title, you know, and, and as an arcade title, you might buy it. You know, you might go, well, you know, I'll put $10 down on it or 15 quid or 10 quid or whatever it may be. But I can't see people... And I think Child of Eden suffered from that as well. I think if Child of Eden had been a downloadable game, I definitely think it would have had more chance of, of working. You know, I do think it sort of suffered because... But again, it was pre- presumably down to the file size. It was too big for two gigabytes, I would have thought. I don't know. But I, I, I think with Gunslinger, I think they, they made that into a Rita game as soon as people started talking about it, it could be... It's a Kinect game that people are looking forward to. And I think that's when they went, oh, we could kind of make this a bit bit more of a bigger game, yeah. So Possibly, but then it comes back to the types of people who buy, you know, predominantly Kinect games, which is stuff like Kinect Sports and, you know, all those sorts of things. Are they going to go out and buy, you know, the Wii crowd, you know, that have moved over to Kinect? Are they going to go out and buy this game? I don't know. Oh, I don't, Gunslinger is one game that would probably appeal. It appeal more so than Child of Eden, you know, to to those people. You know, it's, it's like a fun puppet kid. Game, sorry. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have any interest in it. I, I think it's just like a cute idea, I guess, that would probably get old quickly. Yeah, and that's and that's what I think, really, to a certain extent. But I don't know. My my major concern out of all of this is if if these games don't get marketed and they don't work very well, are we going to come to a point where it, where it is literally just going to be sequel after sequel? Because well, we're already there. Like I think we. We have reached the point where, you know, a lot of games are sequels, um, and they or they're reboots or prequels. You know, how or many Lara Croft remakes or how, how many Lara Crofts have we got? We got a Resident Evil Four and Cold Veronica HD remake coming out in September. We got Assassin's Creed Five Hundred coming out this. To, this to year. play the devil's advocate a little bit, let's look at Assassin's Creed Two and Infamous Two, and there's probably other examples of this too, as well. Call of Duty Four certainly. Where a sequel does a really good job of building on the best parts and getting rid of the worst parts of a game that came before it. So as much as we hate the uh, assembly line, you know, machine-like putting out of sequels, there's something to be said for people returning to a concept and refining it in a sequel. I mean, let's face it, Empire Strikes Back is a much better movie than the first Star Wars movie. 
But to yep. be fair, I think this is where game development and films differ slightly. And, and don't get me wrong, there are exceptions in the film industry where the sequel is be- you know, better than the first one, potentially. But Godfather 2. Yeah. But overall, most film sequels are worse or a watered-down version or a cash-in of the first yeah, film. True. Whereas that's in true. the game industry, it seems to be the opposite. A lot of the times... Uh, it's a development or a progression from the first game. Well, the, the thing yeah. is, though, that's, that, that's down to the technology, I think, and the concept, because the, the technology, there's, w- w- when you're making a film, you, you, I mean, there is technology involved, but it's, 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 it's more about like, the kind of, like, the, 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 the thought of it and the concept of it's it. It's true, it's where, true. And about the story, whereas with a lot of video games, it doesn't, yeah. we don't care so much about the story. With, with, with Dead Space 2, which is a good example of a, of a great sequel, is, you know, like, they kind of learn the engine more. Mass Effect 2 is a better one. Right, they learn the engine more. There's less pop up. They get a lot of feedback from, you know, like the industry, and and they scale it back. And that they, it's a process, you know. Like the the, the sequel is, in some ways, the first kind of game is like a Q and A. Q&A, you know what I mean? Like Assassin's Creed One came out too repetitive. Assassin's Creed Two came out. It, no mission was the same. Like everyone was different. Um, uh, so it, it, you've got to look at it that way as well it's, it's so tough to make a game a lot tougher yeah. to make a game than it is to make a film so I, you, yeah you know, sequels are usually better because it's the technicality of it all it's how hard it is to make a game I don't know except for Bioshock now interestingly I, I was getting around to mentioning Bioshock because that to be honest when that first came out it wasn't expected to do that well and i don't think it from what i remember it didn't get a whole lot of marketing you know it wasn't like a massive sort of marketed game but word of mouth and sort of that demo that they put out on xbox sort of changed all of that i think and i think they were shocked at how many copies of that were sold and how well that game really did again i think ken levine was expecting um like a cult following with that game and uh, yeah, you got more than that. It definitely got way, way more. And it, and it, I think at that point when that game came out, people were ready for something new and different, you know. And I think that's what that game gave you, you know. And it it also showed that games could be more than just running around shooting stuff, you know. That they could sort of well, have that, a really that is a game where you do run around and shoot a lot of stuff, but it, you it, do it added it added a lot more than that. You know? Yeah, de- depth and story and cool, just cool stuff happening all the time. And, I mean, nobody can forget the first time they attack a big daddy. I mean, even that, even including in a game that, you know, you've got an enemy that, that on the whole, will not do anything to you unless you attack it. You know, the fact that, you know, you were, you were programmed that AI characters will automatically attack you because that's how they're programmed to do. Uh, but in that game, the big daddies, and it felt like they lived in that world and were just wandering around aimlessly, you know, doing yeah. whatever they were doing. Like I said, like in terms about Dead Space, right? One of the scariest moments in Dead Space yeah. for me was when a, a necromorph thing was walking around just of its own accord. And one of the weirdest, eeriest moments in Bioshock is when you just walk into a room and a, and a big daddy just kind of walks around. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't really notice you or anything. He just walks and it kind of makes, gives you that feeling that. This world, like I, this world wasn't created for me. I, I'm just in it. Like I, you know, this world exists without me, and that's much more scarier than than. than Definitely, me. and you know, the little sister following around, sticking a thing in people and sucking out Adam and whatever. You know what I mean? And <laughs> sticking her thing in people. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, sticking a thing in people and sucking out Adam and stuff. But I, I just love that about, you know, there obviously were enemies in that game that would just attack you as soon as he saw you, but there was the fact that there was one that didn't, which was the hardest one to kill. 
until you, you were I mean everybody remembers the first time they attack a big daddy you know and, and suddenly realise how fast that lumbering thing is once it gets going a little bit and and I think it was a shock you, that you, as well how fast you are when you get I'm, I'm pretty fast I'm a big guy but I'm fast you'd be surprised um, so that's we've not that. we've gone off the topic a little bit we'll get off the topic a little <laughs> bit but I do, I do still feel that you know we had a topic yeah, publishers. Yeah. It sometimes it feels like they go, "Oh, well, Battlefield Three, we need to throw X amount of millions at that to get it sort of promoted." Not that it needs that much promotion. Okay, what's uh, selling? What's selling? Yeah, we need a new Need for Speed. We need yeah, a new Battlefield because this Call of Duty thing's really getting up on our ass. How about a new driver? Ah, no, get out of here, kid. No, get out of here. Your driver's <laughs> done, mad. You're over. Get out of here. Your fucking suitcase is on the front door. Go. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, and what about this new IP? Oh, there's $100 there. Do what you want. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you two new guys. You make a new IP called Mirror's Edge. I don't know what's about you run around. You're some kind of chick with a tattoo on her face. Go, do it. <laughs> that's, that's how I imagine the EA meetings to be. That could be very true. I like it. That's very funny. Dead Space, talk to me. We need books. We need comics. <laughs> we need web comics. We need T-shirts. I want to see three-year-old babies wearing Dead Space T-shirts with necromorphs sticking out their own ass. I want to see these on babies next week. But yeah, I mean, talking of Dead Space, talking of Dead Space, to a certain extent, (laughs) how much, how much was Dead Space word of mouth after it released? Because you know, I think a lot of people like me just thought it was some Halloween game that was just being released because it was Halloween, you know. And I think, I I think of that game. Well, that was your, that was your kind of. That was my take on it. Yeah, my, my view on it is like, oh, Resident Evil in space, great. Yeah, whatever. yeah. And I, I, I'm not, I, I, I don't come from a massive like survival horror background. I remember I played the Resident Evils and stuff, but I wasn't like a big, big fan of them. I just kind of played the the greatest hits, you know, Silent Hill two and Resident Evil two. Um, I wasn't a huge follower. I, I didn't really like being scared while playing games like Duke, but I don't mind it so much now because I'm, I'm old, Duke. All right, um, yeah, yeah, you're but, old. But, yeah, I think playing Dead Space just really shocked me at how, you know, it's 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 weird. It's it's a weird game. I, I don't know. I, I think it was word of mouth. I remember kind of watching, you know, one-up talk about it uh, on their show, like on their, their video podcast show, and then I, I heard a lot of podcasts talk about how great it is and how it's not just like a Resident Evil. It's like kind of what Resident Evil should be now. Because this was borderline coming up to... Resident Evil 5 being released, and that that people started to kind of play previews of that, and people were saying like, you know, Dead Space is a better Resident Evil now, and so it was interesting to. It was probably a good timing as well because you know, survival horror games wasn't and still aren't really uh, massive. They're getting a bit bigger now, but yeah, I think it was a good timing as well as word of mouth. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think I think there was some word of there's mouth. a gap in the market, Stu. There's there a was a gap in the market, and I also think. You know, a lot of people's expectations for that game weren't that high, and obviously, when it when they did sort of play the game and they realised that it was was actually pretty good, they were then like, "Wow, this game's actually pretty good." Yeah, but the, the thing is that Dead Space One didn't like people thought it was pretty good, but they didn't think it was like amazing, did they? Like, no one said it's game of the year. They went, "Oh, that was a really good game. Like, that was a solid game. I really enjoy it." So again, for Dead Space Two, expectations were still what still wasn't high. Yeah, people still was expecting just another good survival horror game, and they raised the bar. So they, I think Dead Space is a very lucky franchise, uh, the way it's gone. Yeah, uh, I guess so, but then ultimately they did make a really great they, game. Yeah, lucky, probably not the right word. Like, they fortunate, you know what I mean? Like, they, they've worked hard, you know, the people who made that game. But like, they, they dropped it at the right time, 
you know, people don't expect too much of it. I think it, they've been very fortunate to, to kind of get that following. There yeah. you go. Uh, is there anything else you want to say on new IPs? Nope. Yeah. Apart nope. from, uh, listen to the EA interview because we do talk about new IPs. Well, yes, because that, well, that's coming out last Wednesday <laughs> or came out. Oh, right, yeah, so people would have listened. People will possibly have listened ah, to right, it. Yeah, this point Make sure you have listened, people. And Make if you sure haven't, you go and listen, because it was excellent, by the way. I thought it was really well done. Oh, did you, have you heard it? I've I heard have it. listened to it, yes. I oh. have given it a listen. I thought it was excellent. He's a nice guy. Yeah, very interesting. Really interesting interview. I yeah. really enjoyed it. It was Didn't very really interesting. Did talk about Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows? Not much. Too. Not much. <laughs> but, um, but we wasn't there for that. We were talking about the BAFTA Young Game. No, and you talked about a lot of other stuff as well, which yeah. I thought was very interesting. It was a it was a fifty minute fifteen interview. Fifth, it was meant to be a fifteen minute interview, and it was a fifty minute interview. So yeah, yeah. it was pretty nice. Guy. And it was fifty very interesting minutes. Gotta say, so yeah, yeah. very impressed. Very impressed. Okay, at this point, uh, moving on. Moving right. on. Uh, I was going to do placement? some news. But we have got a lot of egg timer topics to get through tonight. So I thought we'd do we'd have egg timer topics. We haven't done that for a couple of weeks. Uh, but there is one thing, because we did mention uh, Suda51, didn't we? We did give him a, a little mention. Uh, he has announced a new game uh, that he has got Called coming Shadows out. of the Doom. No, he's better than that. Are you ready for this? His new game is going to be called, are you ready? Lollipop Chainsaw. So are you excited what? for this new IP, people? Email the show. And, and guess what? He's going to be a zombie game. Brilliant. Right? Yeah. But this is where it gets interesting. So basically, you play the game as a skimply dressed cheerleader uh, tearing up zombies <laughs> using a chainsaw inside a US high school. He's, he's, he's kind of like the John Carpenter of video games. You know? <laughs> like he's, like he, he, he made some okay games before. Uh. But okay. now people just kind of feel sorry for him and turn up anyway. M. Night Shalaman. <laughs> there you go. That's oh, yeah, that's a better one, yeah, because yeah. these games get worse and worse as they go on, like M. Night Shalaman. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's a better Because this is what he said. This was his quote. Actually, I wanted to do a crazy horror action game like this set in a school for a while now. Uh, this is what, an interview with One Up. Uh, something where the classrooms, corridors, gymnasium, and so on are suddenly transformed into something completely different. Uh, he went on to say it won't be particularly a gory game. Instead of sprays of blood, we have the zombies emitting bursts of pink light. When it comes to gore, we can certainly go that way if we wanted to, but we wanted to give this game more of a pop feel. So instead, of... I think this game just get uh, this guy just gets to do whatever he wants. <laughs> oh my god! He just, uh, the, 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 the guy definitely sounds like Patrick Stewart's character in Extras, you know, like, and then the clothes fall uh, off. This guy's completely <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm riding a bike. Down a street, and there's this beautiful woman, and her clothes suddenly just <laughs> fall off. <laughs> I mean, I just uh, closing stop. comment. This was brilliant. Closing comment. This is what he said. Uh, the game's framework is complete, and now we're deep into the fine tuning process. So this game is pretty much made. So it is coming. You know, there's, it's not a sort of an idea. It's it's definitely coming. Uh, I'd place it around seventy percent complete. It's really a new era for zombie games. A piece of pop. Zombie entertainment. <laughs> See, pop zombie isn't probably, probably isn't a bad term for it. He's trying to uh, say maybe. He's, I don't know. 
So there you uh, go. But people are playing those games because he's making them, not because they're new old piece. But it could be good. It could be good. It's, it's definitely That's what got... they say about every Avenue Night Shalom. This Airbender thing could, looks like it could be good. Uh, no. It's definitely got a chance to be... The aliens are allergic to water, which is why they come to Earth, which is covered <laughs> in water. Absolutely, because that's where they would come, obviously. Yeah. Hey, we don't like water. Let's, let's, let's go there. Yeah, to a planet that's two-thirds water. That's Idiots. a good idea. Those aliens deserve to die. <laughs> what are you doing? You know, like, I'm not being funny, right? If you've got alien technology, sure you'd be able to scan a planet before you landed. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, like, we know, we're humans and we're pretty thick, right? But we know that we can't go to Mercury without some kind of, like, oxygen mask <laughs> and um, heat-proof suits because we'll burn to death. So I'm pretty sure those aliens were stupid as fuck. So. Yeah, to to a certain extent, but I don't think that there's the stupidest aliens really when you think about it. Because, you know, I think that's gotta to go to the aliens in War of the Worlds who die of a common cold. No, no, see that that's something that that they couldn't detect. That yeah. that's that's the that's evolution and, and the, the the human species fighting for its place. Quick everybody, sneeze on them. So there is a reason why the human race has done so has gotten so far. And that's why aliens... I mean, uh, there, there's a big thing about how the, people think the dinosaurs got extinct by a virus and how we, if we went to an alien planet, we would probably get some disease that the aliens couldn't even detect uh, because of, like, a foreign body. You, you talk about a foreign body being... Oh, this is another discussion anyway, but I'm, I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> oh, no, this is riveting. It's riveting. I'm listening to every word. Yeah, yeah I didn't want to move on. All I'm saying is when you, tra- when, you when you transplant an organ into a, into a body, it has to accept... The, the organ, or, or, or check. <laughs> like a work placement? Oh my <laughs> God, I feel like I'm in Chinny's head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a scary it's place to be. It's not strictly legal. Right, anyway, sorry. That's enough of an inception trailer. Yeah, it's a scary place to be. Mm. Um, so, yes, what we are going to do at this point is uh, take our second break of the show uh, because of the middle of the show. <laughs> literally, literally all new. Pushing buttons at random. I know, what the hell are you doing? You know. Man, they best rename that shit to Galo. I just have an impression of Duke being like Homer Simpson in the control box at the nuclear plant. You know, what do I do? What do I do? Any, mini, miny, mo. No idea which button to press next. Who knows? Um, so yes, at this point we are going to have Mister Surface Lizard. Hello, Hello, darlings. Hello, darlings. And uh, then when we come back after that, we'll have a quick because we we have talked about silly gaming habits like. Chini Sniffy needs games, for instance, when he gets one. Uh, so we've done all of that it's stuff. It's weird when I'm in the shop doing it, though. Yeah, I bet you do get some strange looks. It's that guy again. You don't do it with second-hand games, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's a, that'd be really weird. Not unless yeah. someone's secreted cocaine inside the cover. <laughs> that's the only time you sniff it. What um, are you suggesting, Stuart? Nothing. That, you know, you might take hard drugs or something. I don't know. Um, so on that note, we will have Mr. Lizard... Hello, hello, darlings. And then, uh, yeah, we'll do all that. Hello, 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 darlings. And egg timer topics when we come back. It served me right to suffer. It served me right to be alone. Because my mind, I'm still living in a day the path is gone. Then this man came up and said, would I like to see some puppies? And I said yes. And I was going to go, but Charlie stopped me. 
Charlie's reminded me my mum says I shouldn't go off with people I don't know. Hello, darlings. This week I would like to discuss something that is very dear to my heart, which isn't Kate Winslet violated from all angles. In fact, it is idiosyncrasies, habits, traits, quirks, ticks. As gamers, we all have them, but it's a bit like being a secret lemonade drinker or the kind of person that finds Noel Edmonds funny. It's not something we ever readily admit. True love is sharing. And so, I'm going to be sharing my sticky love of confession with you good people. And so, in true Top of the Pops fashion, I'm going to be sharing with you my own personal top 10 gaming weird habits, quirks, superstitions, and idiosyncrasies. It may be worthy of discussion, or at least I can just be pilloried and mocked endlessly. First, we hear about the latest movements in the pop charts from Jimmy Savile and Janice Long in Top of the Pops. First up, we have a solid non-mover at number 10. By tradition, I play certain games on certain days. For example, on my birthday, I always find myself playing Saboteur 2, which is a memory way back from the Spectrum days. There were times when getting a new game was only ever really a birthday or a Christmas treat. So on my birthday that year, when I desperately requested Saboteur 2 for my birthday, the birthday deities provided, and on that day I got up at 6am early, tired after setting my alarm to play that marvellous game for an hour before school. Similarly now, every Christmas day I always play the games Cannon Fodder on the Amiga, and Frankie Goes to Hollywood on the Spectrum again because they were Christmas presents back in the time. And equally, every New Year's Eve, I always go into town and buy myself a new game. And this comes from back when I was 14 years old. I was too ill to go to a New Year's Eve party in our street with a dose of the flu. My parents went to the party, but on that day, as I was stuck in at home, they went out and bought me a new game for that evening, which was Whizball on the Spectrum. And I was so engrossed, I missed the entire New Year, which I've done on other New Year's as well, thanks to games and not drink or girls. So, new this week, straight in at... Number nine. I have a terrible OCD when it comes to numbers. If I mess with the television volume when I'm playing, it has to be set to an even number. It has to be a base 10 or a base 5, such as 20 or 25. If anyone sets the volume to something like 26 or 18, I feel like I'm about to shit in a sack. I really can't deal with it. Game settings that are just bars, I can't deal with them. Where's the number? I can't set anything that is safe, that is a, is a base 10 figure. I'm even worse in games where if I shoot a single bullet, I have to reload no matter what I've done. I simply cannot function if I have one bullet or rocket missing from a clip. Fire one bullet, reload. Fire one bullet, reload. I spend most of my game time just reloading aimlessly. Pathetic little man that I am. And now we have falling two places from last week, this week at... Number 8... When I'm playing a game, I have to have subtitles on to follow a story. 
This might be due to my heritage of playing text adventures and strategy games back on the Amiga and the Spectrum, as well as being a fairly concerted reader. Or maybe I've just got a crippling attention deficit disorder problem. But if I try and play a game and focus on the narrative when it's just dialogue, some part of me can't focus. Probably because my intellectual faculties are the size of a shrunken scrotum after a dip in the Arctic Sea. But with subtitles for the dialogue and cutscenes, I find myself far more focused on the narrative and all the more annoyed by the grammatical errors I so often see in them. So, steady as a rock, for the last three weeks we have... Number seven. I love trying to kill innocent people. Not in real life, of course. Not after the incident with the old lady in the London Underground track. Messy experience. Any game that features the innocent and the heedless, I will attempt to massacre them. Now, I'm not referring to open-world games like GTA where it's encouraged and possible. I mean times where the game gave you no real intention of attempting to kill anybody. Like Golden Axe, which is where it started when you're playing Golden Axe as you went to the village. There are civilians running towards you, frightened, terrified women and children. Try as I might to hack them with my sword, I can never slaughter them. Similarly, Operation Wolf, I always end up wasting my credits because I cannot resist shooting the nurses and the civilians in direct contravention of the Geneva Convention. Similarly, with racing games, I'm a real liability. You put spectators on the side of the track, the first thing I'm going to do is try and drive into them as quickly as I can. And during game cutscenes, I always try and shoot people in the face, but NPCs are always bulletproof, annoyingly. This week, in Like a Rocket, it's... Number six. When I'm playing a certain type of game, a driving game, for example, I cannot sit still. My, my depth perception goes completely out the window. When I'm playing a driving game, when I'm turning into a corner or cresting a hill, I find myself craning my head up or to the side. The television I'm playing on is a solid state. The dimensions are set. I don't quite know what I'm planning to get from craning my head like some kind of dirty window voyeur, but I find myself still doing it in spite of myself. Similarly, with FPS games, if I'm hiding around a corner in demon souls from a foe or with a dead space enemy, I'm peering my head to the side as if I can somehow see beyond the realms of the television. Because I am an idiot and don't understand what two-dimensionality really is. Next up, it's No Change at... Number 5! I developed a curious causal link between asphyxiation and game loading. Now, this may seem like some absurdist mania, but there was a logic behind it, unlike much else in my life. As any good veteran gamer will know, having the money to purchase a new game was a rarity, reserved for Christmas, pocket money save-ups, or summer holiday treats. Thus, I did what all of my gaming brethren did, and played and enjoyed a copious amount of pirated games, no matter how many of those patronising FAST adverts I read in the gaming press. All of them offering Orwellian rewards about shopping pirates to the filth. Andrew Ryan would have dubbed me a parasite, but I was just a poor lizard who wanted some new games to play. The art of copying games was part luck and part equipment, especially with Spectrum games when what you were recording was a literal sound transfer tape to tape, where the slightest sound aberration would invoke the dark demon of our tape-loading error. To me, one of the main times this happened was just after the spectrum loading screen glitched onto the screen line by line. And I found that, back in my youth with games that were temperamental when loading, I discovered that if I held my breath all the while through the loading screen drew itself and loaded at the speed in which pensioners fornicate, if I did that, the chances of success would be vastly improved. 
and even now I still find myself holding my breath if a game is being problematic or taking too long to load. Although normally these days I just prefer ball gags and throat chains. Now we have a surprising late entry directly in at... Number 4 I constantly find myself searching every single scrap and square inch of a room in a game over and over again. I play Demon Souls, I know the crates don't contain anything, but I have to smash them, just in case. You know when a game presents you with a maze, where you've obviously found the exit? I always go back in and try all of the dead ends, just to see what's there. The horror of missing something, for me, means that a 5 hour game becomes a 15 hour excursion of Sherlock Holmes inspection and scouring for the minutia. Which means with games such as the Resident Evil experience, I stood by every single table or desk and hammered the X button 20 times, just to be sure. Similarly with NPCs in games, I always talk to them at least twice, in case I miss some hilarious line of dialogue, which never happens. Worse still for me are games with secret areas. I cannot move on and progress until I have checked every wall surface, every anomaly, every askew blade of glass, just in case I blunder upon some concealed cave of wonders or elaborate easter egg rewards for my efforts. Coming down like a weekend raver on Monday, it's... Number 3! With games, I never use the tools I have. For example, in role-playing game, I never, very rarely use elixirs, potions or anything of the ilk. I always try and avoid using up my healing items and only using other limited of items available or spells. I think I'm saving money or being prudent in waiting for a huge boss encounter. But what happens is I get to the end of the game with a colossal pile of unused potions and elixirs as well as several million gold dildos or whatever the game currency is in question. I've been known to play RPGs and not level any of my characters until I really have to. I'm too wary to commit to the stats in case I need to put them elsewhere. Also, games with weapons and ammo. I always play a game through using the most pathetic, paltry, pedestrian weapons for which ammo is plentiful. With the rarer weapons, with the heavy weapons, I always hoard them for some random danger to come. And then when I face that danger, I still use the default pea shooter weapons anyway in case there's a greater danger pending. Which never happens and means that for me, the game is twice as hard as it should be because I'm a gutter flap. Still held off for the top spot for the second week running, it's... Number 2 I have save game duplication paranoia. I can never just save my game once and then continue. I always have 10 saves of any game I'm playing and I save them in sequence so I always have at least 5 fallback saves. No, my maths are not like those of a PE teacher. I have 10 saves but I always save a game twice in two unique slots just in case. In this generation I have never had a disaster with saves or in the last but having owned a Spectrum and an Amiga I've often suffered the horrors of a chewed up C15 cassette for saved games and all my work gone or a corrupted Amiga floppy disk loses me all of my progress. The horror. You'd think with this compulsion that I would end up as one of those odd men who save all of their feces as they cannot bear to part with it. Luckily I don't. I just bottle my semen. Finally, still top of the pops. On the throne, it's... Number one. When it comes to women in games, as in women characters in games, 
I have become a deviant. And to start our game going, would you be kind enough to whisper in my ear what your perversion is, and while you are doing that, we will let the studio and the home audience know exactly what your perversion is. Yes, I, I liked to expose myself on subways. Now, let me clear my already irredeemably sullied name. I'm not one of those wayward freaks into hentai, tentacle rape porn, furries, or futanari. Now, don't remember, kids. Google image search it, safe search off, F-U-T-A-N-A-R-I, and you will never unsee it. I don't know when it began, probably just after I started to get hair in funny places, but it was Streets of Rage 2. When you played as Blaze and did a jump kick, you could see right up her skirt. And that was the beginning of a dark, masturbatorial fascination. When playing Tomb Raider, I would angle the camera around to watch Lara climb, especially rewarding in the recent games, that live, rock-clambering derriere mix. And I would deliberately run her into walls just to hear her grunt and ululate in a sensuous fashion. And sweet rice pudding Jesus made the universe help me if a female character in a game wears a skirt. Play the game? Never! Make the woman crouch in a pathetic bid to see her digital panties. Or try and angle the camera at just the right vantage point to see those polygon goods. I spent most of my time playing Bullet Witch, making her do those glorious athletic leg splayed jumps. The wobbling jelly boobs of the Dead or Alive games are in a league of their own. As is Ivy from the Soul Calibur games. Move her back and forth rapidly and just watch the poetry with another kind of moving back and forth rapidly, which is probably why I wear glasses. It can't just be me that puts female game characters in salacious poses to get some kind of thrill, is it? Do you know how much of a joy it was for me when in Metal Gear Solid I found the Easter egg of Meryl in her underwear? I hate myself right now. So, those are my ten gaming foibles or habits in no particular order apart from number one which is frankly disgraceful feel free to share them on the podcast or the forum so i don't feel like quite such a fucking disgrace to humanity and gamers surface lizard signing out tail firmly between my legs be seeing you but if you don't want to speak to me i completely understand because when I think of all the things I've got to do, I just get depressed. <gasps> and I'd rather go to bed, so good night. I'm a great big old Hector saying good night. And we are back after Mr. Lizard. I'm not back. Are you not back? Nope. Why Definitely not? not. No? No. I'd like to say that I used to have that habit of, you know, the even numbers thing on oh, the TV. But I suddenly realized, who <laughs> gives a matter. fuck? Who gives a <laughs> now, fuck? I've got to say, right, I've got to say... Like I don't, anybody f***ing gives a shit. I'm not going to talk too much about sort of, uh, you know, gaming habits, because we, we've talked a little there bit... There we about, go, this is a ten-minute monologue coming but, up. One night, I was on my No, list, no, nothing like that. And nothing then like I that. said, I'm going to get up and play some Call of Duty. But I'm going to whisper this, because I'm a bit worried. Are you doing stew with a stroke? Impression? <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I play Call of Duty. Oh, <laughs> it's only down one side, though. It's only down one side. I'm fine. Um, like I don't but want, uh... just, just, just out of interest, is uh, do you think like surface lizard is a bit like mentally deranged or something? Yes, yes, Why I do. do. You say that? 
Hello, darlings. He's, he's definitely got... He has got full-blown OCD, hasn't he? Let's be honest here. I, I mean, I bet that guy puts his toothbrush in and out of the glass six times when he goes to bed at night. I bet, I bet I'll say it. this. Reloading oh, automatically is good. There's nothing wrong with reloading automatically. I don't care if you yeah. just shoot a bullet. Reload. That's why. Why so. not do that? Boys, yeah. That was one of the first lessons I was given by my friend when I first started playing first. Yep. I told this story Jeez. before. Yeah. Yes, and you know reload, what else? Reload. Everybody reload. moves around with driving games. That's not just Surface Lizard. We all do that. Yes, you do. Don't lie. Yeah, yeah. You do that. Now then, let me ask like you this, though. Thing and you're like, I gotta make it. You're leaning forward and to the left. Don't give me that. Okay, yes, but but let me ask you this. Do you try and get female gaming characters into positions where you can see up the skirt? No, that is pathetic. <laughs> That's really sad. I wrote you know, that. I can't lie. The thing with the female characters is pretty sad. I'm I, sorry, Sir. I, I can't like believe he admitted to doing that on his piece. You know, well, at least he's honest. He's a lot definitely of people honest. do that, sh- and they're like, "Oh, I was just trying to look at the graphics." Uh, yeah, perv. But that's the sort of thing you do. But keep to yourself. If only I had some other way to access pictures of women in their underpants. Exactly. Yeah. But well, why would you look at? Why do you look at pixelated underpants? You know, it's just weird. Well, you you know, know, always talking about how amazing well, graphics are. There's nothing I mean, titillating about that, is there? Come on, let's be honest here. There's nothing at all titillating about There's a lot. There's plenty of tits in Duke Nukem where I didn't get a rose by one of them. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just weird. You what? even get a strip, you get a strip, don't you? It's, it's during uh, Duke Nukem and it's. Oh, that stupid. Like, again, another bit that just felt like, oh, let's do this bit <laughs> in his club. Yeah, l- 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 I'll just bring this up right. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a section in Duke Nukem where you're in a strip club and it's kind of like a dream. Yeah, it's weird. Right, and you have to get like a vibrator, condom, and some popcorn. And you do it and this one gives you a strip, right? And the funny thing is, right, you, you, in, a, in a video game, you'd never see a, a video game character take their clothes off because the, the clothes, the, like the T-shirt or whatever they're wearing... Is their like is the part of like, that that model skin? You know what I mean? Like it's it's on there. It's rendered on there. So to take it off, it has to be a separate uh, model. So that what she does is she leaves the strip room, right, and then walks back in, right. And, and it's just funny. Like, she wa- le- left left the strip room, took a top off, and then came back in. <laughs> Not like, in front so, of you. <laughs> you're so conscious about taking the top in front of me, but now you're gonna get your minge in front of me. It's just weird. But the other the other funny thing, I mean, we we sort of were berating, you know, surface lizards for trying to look up virtual skirts. But having said that, if you go on like you know Oblivion mods or Fallout Three mods, yeah, making them is even worse. There is lots of people making mods with naked characters in both of those. The thing is, there's a lot of people on Earth, right? So even if two percent of those are pathetic, uh, that's still a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm afraid and most of them are playing uh, mods of Oblivion with naked women walking around. But he'll be he'll be the sort of person as well who can't get out of bed, right? Unless it's a 25 or a 30. <laughs> he'll be like, oh no, it's 26. I have to stay in bed till 30 now. That's a P- that's a PTK joke. Huh? It possibly is. Yeah, no, you're right. But he'll be doing that, won't he? He will literally do that. <laughs> oh god! Be fair, I do that just just to stay in bed longer. That's not an OCD. That's just lazy. <laughs> No. Oh, God. Do you know what it well, be- I, I can only get up on the hour. So if it's 10 past, if it's one minute past, you know, nine, that's it. I have to get up at 10 now. That's just just the way it is. Yeah, oh, someone, well. Someone should make a clock that doesn't have fives or, like, whole numbers in it. <laughs> and then it would just be, you'd be like, it would just stay in bed all day. <laughs> Never get out of bed. Can't get out. <laughs> Help. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I just thought, thought some, of his, some of them were weird, you know, and I love Surface Lizard to bits, but I am completely petrified of playing Portal 2 co-op with him now. Why? I don't know, because he's got all this OCD stuff going, and he might make me, like, go in and out of... No, it's perfect for each other, because you'll be sitting there going, oh, look at that graphics, and he'll be going, wait, we can't go in the next room yet, we need to wait another seven seconds. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You'll be like, you won't want to go on anyway. Yeah. Ah. You'll be looking at the kind of, like, the aesthetic details, like all the lights on the beam, on the bridge light or whatever, and, and surface leader will be counting... Counting the tiles on the wall. It'll be the perfect map. <laughs> I mean, like, what, have you guys finished the puzzle in here yet? There's a puzzle in here? Don't step on the cracks on the floor. Don't. <laughs> oh my god, he'll be doing that. And, and, and he'll go, he'll be like counting the tiles. And I'll go, right. Oh, and I'll go, oh, I've got it. And he'll go, oh god, I've got to start again now. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'm worrying now. I'm worried. I'm a bit worried. He'll be making me do weird OCD stuff in a game. Nobody needs to make you do your this... stuff. You do it on your own. Don't lie. I'm worried about how this podcast is going to be. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, really. Of length. Moving on. Uh, right. Yeah. I did promise we would do uh, eight time topics, and we have. You're a fucking egg. I'm a topics. So we'll start off with older ones and work our way up to the new ones. If we get to that's the... what I do with my women. Like that older ones. I like it. Uh, I... I like it's nice. Oh god, he's dead. Oh, see, we got the impression thing last week, right? And he was going, "Oh, don't do impressions." And now he just <laughs> does impressions all the time now. My wife. It's like Borat meets uh, Tara Tibbs Duke. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Okay, uh, first question. First one from Purple Eye, and he says this. He says this. Oh, that's gross, Purple Eye. Sorry, that's purple a terrible eye. name. Uh, does anybody on Unless the Unless you've got a Purple Eye, sorry. Well, he's, he's Avatar on the really radar. offended him, man. That's racist. He's a Purple Eye. <laughs> uh, does anybody on the podcast look at the achievements, trophies, list for a game before they play it for the first time? Be honest, score whores. Uh, I will I will on the second playthrough, but not on the first. I don't want to know anything that may change the way I approach a game. I think knowing any achievements ahead of time lessens the immersion in the game. So You know, you know what's fun? Shall we, because I, I think we all know what I was going to say, it's not going to be very long. Shall we um, answer this uh, like for other people? So, Stu, you answer what Duke would say. Duke, what, you answer what I... No, I'm going to give a story. Be quiet. You wasted 15 seconds. Uh, oh. We can do that later. But here's the thing. <laughs> I was waiting for the Duchess to get ready to eat dinner because I had gotten Thai food and we were going to eat and I had set up this video we were going to watch on the Xbox and it was all set to go, but I, I she wasn't ready. So it was like five minutes where so she's like doing stuff, washing dishes or whatever. And then I was like, well, what am I going to do while I'm waiting? I can't play a game or something. So I pull up the, the little window you can pull up and I was looking at my achievements and I'm like, oh, okay. The only game I've ever gotten a thousand on was Oblivion. And then I look at all these other games. I'm like, I don't even have like 400 points on this game. That's so weird. And I'm looking at the achievements. I'm like, I don't care about any of this stuff. So no, even after I finish the game, I'm, I still don't care about achievements. All right, now... That's what I would have said, Duke. What do you or Chinny? What do you think Stu is going to say? She's going to say, "I don't, I don't really look at it. You know, I'll, I'll play a game. I'll just play it for the story because I'm all about the story and the graphic, you know. And then maybe if I can reach them, I'll play some when I've finished it. But I don't really reach them, you know. Stu, have you ever one thousand up a game? I'm by Stu, I mean Chinny talking for Stu. Um, 
I, I, you know, I think so. I, you know, I don't really care because I play again for the story. You know, the story. No, you know, that, that, that achievement. That's achievement. All right, Stu, speaking for Chinny, what do you think about this? Well, question? just a minute, just a minute. I've got to sort of uh, clarify something. I've got to clarify something. I have got actually maximum points on Oblivion, including the DLC oh, points yeah, yeah. as well. I have finished DLC. And not only that, right, but this is how terrible I was. There is a point in the Shivery Niles, and this is the only game where I have really score hold on, right? And there's a point in the Shivery Niles where you have to make a choice between two things, right? And whichever one... Gay or straight. Sort of. <laughs> but whichever one you choose, you not can't... Not a choice. It's a lot Listen. listen. When you choose one, it locks, that way. it locks out the other achievement. Uh-oh. So what I, start, you had to do the save game right before that. Exactly. So I saved the game before that. Uh, and then when I'd forward. done it, went back and uh, played it on the other yeah. choice as well. So that is the, ge- the only game I ever really score hold. Loser! And the other All right, maximum, quick 30 seconds. The other Stu, speaking for was, uh, Uno. I've got maximum. Okay, fine. Okay. Uh, Stu speaking for Chinny. What Chini. did he say? I, I, I'm trying to, I can't even do a shit. So I'm not even going to attempt it. Uh, I, yeah, I, I am a total score whore, and or used to be. I'm a reformed score whore. Uh, I used to. I am such a score whore that I got the uh, the seriously achievement in Gears of War, which took me about the best part of three months to get. Uh... Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Well, I, don't, I don't do it anymore. I, I'll, I'll play the game for whatever at first. Conversation can serve no purpose oh, anymore. Yeah, one more thing. And I did have Avatar on my old game attack. <laughs> a new one. Uh, yeah, so I, I do the first playthrough, I'll just play for it. Uh, and then the second one, I'll just kind of look and see what I can get. There you go. There you go. Interestingly, I did look at the trophies available for Killzone 3, and half of them were in the multiplayer, and I hate that. That really pisses me off. Yeah, that's pretty annoying. Because I think I'm not even going to play the multiplayer, really. Why can't I have those trophies? That's stupid. Yeah, I hate that. Be more creative yeah. with trophies and gamer points, people. I do enjoy achievements, though, because it's nice to see what other people have, how they finished or when they finished something or whatever. So I do yeah. like them for that reason. Uh, next one is from a Bossy. 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 I don't know. Australian. Nice listener. Good day. Bossy. I don't know how you pronounce I it. I bet anyway. he never hears that. And he says, as a veteran gamer with an anti-Xbox wife, right. uh, she bought it for me, by the well, way. She, she likes she a PS3. PS3 Playboy? Yes. <laughs> I need some fresh the ideas. PS3, well, I ain't talking about that week. I need some fresh ideas for excuses to throw at her when she calls on me for spending way too much time on it. Any ideas? Other than suggesting upgrading the wife to two, that is. I suspect it would cost me far too much and probably force me to sell the Xbox anyway. So he needs some excuses uh, to sort of throw back at her or some comebacks to throw back at his wife when she sort of... Well, the question is, what does she want him to be doing instead? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Building stuff, fixing things, maybe. I mean, look, if they're because here's the thing if their child is wandering around with like feces coming out of its diaper he maybe is playing too much xbox and he needs to spend some time changing the kid's diaper but if it's just like i want to walk near the river or something like eh, screw that let's walk through a virtual river so let me ask you this dude does your wife ever rag on you for playing too much on your on your 360 nope never ever no, ever no, no. Because because I take care of what I need to take care of before I start playing games. Work hard, play hard. You play the moves you have to play before the moves you want to play. That's a go reference, by the way. Um, no, I I think that you know. The, look, the only reason it's been a source of tension is because 
I used to get too worked up about them, and then I'd be like yelling and cursing, and, and it's like, of course she doesn't want to be around me being obnoxious like that. But that's a matter of me having to regulate myself because it's unhealthy for me too. So again, the question is, what's the wife's concern here? Is it just that she doesn't want him playing it in general, or is there something that he's neglecting that he needs to be taken care of? Yeah, I guess. I guess I was of course, I'm really lucky because, like, the Duchess is the one who, like, mows the lawn and stuff at our house. So I'm just like, whatever. I'll do the dishes. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But I always do the dishes before I start playing. Well, or, I'll, you know, I'll tell you what I say because my wife was very much anti My wife. My wife. And she used to give me a lot of grief and stuff for, for spending too much time playing games. And hers was more like, do something else. Why are you spending all our time on games and stuff? So hers was more like, just just do something else. Uh, and what I used to say to her was, was this pretty much. So I had a couple. Uh, but one of the things I used to say to her was, look, you know, I could be like a lot of blokes in the UK and just go into the pub game pissed every other night instead. You know? <laughs> hey, I'm not as sucky a husband as exactly. I could be, all right? Exactly. I could be going out, <laughs> getting drunk, spending a massive amount. I don't know how good you have it, lady. Spending the cost of a game every night in the Now pub, sit back know? and watch me get these achievements. <laughs> uh, so there you see. See, so that's a good one. Or the other <laughs> one I really used to, The other one I've always used uh, is, is being a football fan, right? Because I, there's a guy at work uh, at one of I the... the to be and he, he is a massive football fan, right? And he would watch any football that was on the telly, including foreign games that he had no allegiance with. Because it was football, he would watch it anyway, right? And I just see it as, as, to me, it's just another hobby. And it's like I say to my wife, you know, you like buying handbags <laughs> and I like playing games. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. You see, so that's, that's what I say to her. You know, you like doing what you like to do and I like doing what I like to do. What's the problem? So there you go. And yes. as a married man, that's, that's what I say. can serve no purpose anymore. And then I bought her, well, or she bought her own PS3 and she's not so terrible now. Most of the time. Anyway. But, <laughs> yeah, get her an Xbox. That's yeah, get her an Xbox. Like, there you go. Get get yeah. her an Xbox and a copy of Peggle. That works very well. Copy of Peggle. Yeah, get some multiplayer games to play together. Or co-op games, rather. Yeah, that that doesn't work. I mean, I've tried Well, to it depends on the game. Yeah, it, it, no, my wife, ah. unless it's Peggle, not interested. Peggle, that's all she plays. You just married the wrong woman, is it? Obviously. <laughs> yeah, it uh, yeah, I just have to do it. I have to kick her into touch and get someone who likes video games instead. Yeah. Um, right, All right okay. next one. Next one. Nick Nitrous, he says, what comic book graphic novel character would you like to most see in a video game? Or what would you change if that character already has a game? My personal choice would be Hawkeye, uh, Marvel, not the crappy DC one, or Gambit. I think a good Splinter Cell stealth game uh, would really suit these characters. I would have picked Wolverine or Juggernaut as my favourite two characters, but one's already been overdone, and the latter, I feel, is just wouldn't make a good game. So, uh, All right, I got like six answers to this. Number one, good. Watchmen should have been a great video game, but instead it was god-awful, garbage, horse how, crap. How would you make that a video game, though? It would have been... Wouldn't it be Mass Effect, pretty much? Because it's there's well, a lot of talking in Watchmen. It would be sort of like Mass Effect, but different, because it would be Watchmen. <laughs> and you could explore some of the themes about time. And I mean, you could do some amazing things if you did that game right. I bet BioWare could make an amazing Watchmen game. But I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, um, it wouldn't have to be the same exact plot of Watchmen. It could be no. some other elements of that story you know like the the is it could be a sequel to watchmen like what happened afterward anyway whatever that's just one answer uh preacher and trans metropolitan could be really good games but you know what i'm reading the the boys which is also by garth ennis who did preacher 
that could be a really cool game because the plot of the boys is uh, there's this guy named Huey who is this Scottish dude who gets recruited into this gang of people who boys. basically they're the boys, but there's a woman in there as well. Basically, yeah. their job is to keep tabs on all the superheroes who do really stupid things and kill people. So they're sort of like the you know the, the superhero police. Yeah, exactly. And Ooh, it's like, really, and it's like, but it's sort of, you know, in the way that Watchmen is sort of like who watches the Watchmen type of thing. This is uh-huh. really lighthearted, and I mean, it's kind of gruesome because it's Garth Ennis. But I think it could be really funny to be, you know, like you're going up against Captain Super or whatever, and like, yeah. Wow. So I'd like to see that. Now you see, I'd like to have an opinion on this subject, but I don't read any graphic novels or comics or anything. Not nerd. I'm not, not nerdy. Nerd. I'm obviously not nerdy enough to read any <laughs> yeah. of that. So I just don't. Uh, what about you, Chini? Uh, no, I don't either, but I, I think they could have done a better... Did they make a kick-ass game? Uh, I don't no, think so. No, I didn't. No, I think they could, because like, the, the, idea, the, kind of the popular concept that's going around now is like ordinary superheroes, or realistic, more grounded superheroes. Yeah. Like, I mean, the Dark Knight is a grounded Batman. superhero. Batman. Batman. Do you know what would be the Batman video game? That could be really good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know who would be the best person to make a kick-ass video game? Who? Suda51. <laughs> Over the top, lots That's of blood. really bad idea. That's a terrible, terrible... It'd be brilliant. Uh, sorry, I'm looking at my shelf of comic books right now. American Splendor. If anybody's ever read that, that would be a really great video game. That's yeah. a joke. There's somebody who listens to him, who yeah. watches, who reads American. Yes, I'll get that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, kick out that the whole ordinary people can be superheroes, kind of. Like, yeah, that means that'd be pretty cool, I guess. You can make it you cool. can McLovin. Yeah, McLovin, I'll be Lovin brilliant. Be brilliant. I think the, the the biggest issue with superhero games in general is that the majority of them are a bit poor, aren't they? Because they're a bit of a cash in, and they they don't put a lot of effort and time in because they know they're going to sell whether they're crap or not. Wolverine serve no purpose anymore. Shut up, pal. Uh, you're a murderer, right? Um, <laughs> Wolverine. That'd be a good game where you play Hal. Yeah, you play Hal. Uh, Wolverine Origins is a is a yeah. is a great superhero game. Have you played that, Duke? I played the demo and I will play it someday. Every time I go to the communist video store, I'm like, I should get that. Have you played Web of Shadow, Spider-Man Web of Shadows? Yes. No, I remember you saying another, I should get that too. I should put that on another the game. Great, another great superhero game. So there are some good ones. There are. I, I, I do. love Wolverine. I'm going to play it again, Wolverine, on the PS3, I think. I'm putting that and the I Wolverine. Love. Yeah, I should put that on my love film list, shouldn't it's I? It's such a good game. We're all going to our subscription services right now. Yeah, I think we should do that. Uh, yes. Yeah, and I think I think that's the issue. Anyway, moving on. So yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Who cares? I guess right. Who cares? Uh, okay, this one's from Alan Tangi. Yeah, I guess you're right. Who cares? Alan Nitangi, and he says this: uh, which is going to be better, Skyrim or Mass Effect Three? Discuss. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh ho! Now then, throwing it out there, throwing it out there. So let's look at the, the pros and cons. Can't we all pros just like both? Well, yeah, but that's not what you can't he's talk asking. about that for three minutes. No, he's asking which is going to be better, and, and I guess we should give reasons why we think one. So Here's why I think the experience of playing Skyrim is going to be more impressive for me. First of all, it hasn't been long enough since Mass Effect 2. That's the oh. main thing. I haven't had enough time to miss Mass Effect the way I have it's been, been two missing. two years, though. I know, but I didn't play it for a year, so it's only true. one year. Yeah, okay. So... Don't play it for the. I suppose that's my fault, but (laughs) don't play it for the. But even, but even, even if that's the case, it's been like three or four years since Skyrim or since Oblivion, hadn't it? Longer than that. Longer than that. So there you go. 
so even by your twisted logic, that falls down. It's been five, in your face. Five one point years. Behind. Five years since Oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> one point. A lot of time. One point yeah. So what? So what you basically basketball team? This ain't a game. This is real life. So what you're basically saying is that yours is going to be Skyrim more so. Yeah, than I Skyrim. think it's going to well, be. I Skyrim. think what where Dick's going. Not that Mass Effect's going to be a bad game. What what Dick's going from? He's like he he, he kind of knows what Mass Effect's going to be like. Um, he's played one recently, but Skyrim it's a completely new engine. You know, it's back in the world of Oblivion. There's been a f- two Fallout games now. He's done that. He wants to get back into that kind of world, and he hasn't done it for a while. And he he, he gets to do it with the added polish of a new engine, and yep. it's all brand new. So it's I like get it. My mind. Now I I'm, get that. But I agree. I but I agree Mass, with Mass it. Effect Three will be better because Skyrim and Swords <laughs> and Elves are shit. Now you see, I agree with you, but for a different reason. So I agree that that because uh, it's gonna Skyrim. look amazing. No, the reason I no the reason I I would prefer Skyrim. I think it's gonna oh, be better in my opinion cheeky. over Mass Effect Three is because okay, as much as I love Mass Effect and I do, so don't misunderstand. I do, I do, I love it. It's great. It's gone more for the action third person shooter type of game as opposed to an RPG in my opinion. Tell it still what, is though. an RPG. I'll tell you what though, if if scoring adds connect voice activity, I am in exactly and. And <laughs> Skyrim hasn't got any stupid Connect stuff going on in it, which is brill. And I just think Skyrim's just going to be this huge, massive open world to explore, which is going to be cool. Just finding I, I new will stuff play Skyrim. Do, do you think it's too late for Oblivion for me? No, I think you should just Duke. play a bit of Oblivion. No, 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 we've been through this. No, but listen, Dragon like, Age Origins. No, no, Oblivion, because it's no. more like Fallout 3. I don't think you'd like Dragon Age. It's more linear. I think you'd prefer Oblivion with the open world aspect. Look... Just you're going to get so annoyed. The first time you have a conversation or something, you're going to go, oh, God, why are you zooming possibly, in so close? Possibly. Wait. No, I, I switch the I lights think, on on the morning after. I think you should <laughs> go for it. I think you should no go for it. Anymore. Okay. Just a minute. And, and even on that note, right? Yeah, but Patrick Stewart's in oblivion. And take your clothes off. Do you know, can you believe this, right? <laughs> I'm walking to an Oblivion. Port. Listen to this. This is, how, this is how big Oblivion was a game, right? So it's been out Who five years. A, a, Just listen, listen. On Amazon... The cheapest you can buy is second hand is still over ten quid. Like anybody fing gives a shit. Over ten quid for a game. Why that's is that impressive? Old. Because like crappy games are like you can pick them up for two pounds. For instance, right. I nobody's could, arguing yeah. that Oblivion is not a crappy yeah. game. I no, played Oblivion through almost all the way twice. I love this that is game. Why I'm telling that he should still But I don't think Chinny will love it. Just hold because hold you love something does not mean the other person. Whoa, 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 whoa. I never said Chinny would love it. Oi, never said you that. You too. Shut up, shut up. I don't think you will love it. Shut up. Are you shut up? Yeah, you Matt, should. Know. Matt, who's in the room with me, has just drawn his picture for his competition. So I'm going to look <laughs> at it. He hasn't shown it me. I'm going to look at it live on the podcast. Uh, so, uh, there you go. You ready? By my reaction. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Okay. So he's drawn Duke on the telephone, and he spelt it by going. D is for Derek. <laughs> yes. U is for <laughs> K is for Kingfisher. Uh, e is for um, Easy. Uh, <laughs> nice. Right, and then he's drawn a newspaper in the middle, and he's got D- uh, sorry Stu's face on the picture of the newspaper, and so I've just got what he's doing. Here. Right, and it says on the headline of the newspaper. Stu's PS3 is fucked. 
Yellow Lord of Doom. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Some amazing protest. And he's got me dressed up with a huge nose for some reason, Matt. Um, <laughs> dressed as like, uh, Cole, Cole from L.A. Noir. And see, that's why he's drawn the newspaper, because of L.A. Noir, you see. Uh-huh. I like, yeah, I've done it backwards. I should have done left and right. And he's pr- he press, press X to investigate paper. Um, press square to... Doubt Sony. Who does that say? <laughs> yeah, bullshit. The bullshit. The PS3 can't be fixed. Um, and then it's LAGV Jacker. No, sorry, LAVG Jacker. There you go. That's pretty good. That sounds so, good. I like. I can't wait to see that. I'm gonna that scan great. that. I'm gonna scan that in. That's good. I like it. Really, really like, it. like it. I like it. So, um, time, time. You've won the points, time? Matt. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we'll have one. We'll have one more, right? And then we've got three left for sort of next week, and a few of the others from the older ones. So we'll okay. we'll have one more, right? Are you ready for this? Here we go. This one's from Antonio Phillips, and he says, "What would be your perfect game? It has to be made up or an actual game that exists but with a twist." GTA with portals done. Game of the year. I was actually thinking about combining two things Uh, a Dragon Age game made by Bethesda Ah, or a Fallout game made by Bioware that or, no, that would be the one. What about like, uh, a, a, a Watchmen game? Like, a Watchmen game made by Bioware. That would be. Oh one. hell yeah, dude! But um, can you imagine? Like, let's be honest here, right? Can you imagine the the like the developers talk for if 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 Bioware were developing Oblivion, right, or a game like that? They sit there and they go, right, what do we need to do first, guys? Well, we need to get rid of all this open world stuff because we don't need any of that stuff in there. Uh, no, I think Bioware could do. Let's an open have road one game. road, one road from one town to another, but you can't have. Okay, to... okay, fine. How's this? How's this? Bethesda let's, does let's, the game dynamics. Bioware does the writing. But he's just dragging it. Ah, done. Ah, I got you, you. Got you. No, they didn't, because Dragon Age is there, Booyah, there, 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 you know, already, so whatever. Booyah, they'd be huge we can't it. make an open world. Yeah, you can. No, Sorry. we can't, because then the story wouldn't work. Yeah. Crazy, Rocky. Crazy. Bringing this, back to reality. <laughs> Bringing this back to reality. Uh, I would Bro, like... reality. He's what asking else? us to make up a perfect game. Up. Uh, I would... Yeah, but you're just talking about Dragon Age. And you Child of Eden. Eden. Yeah, it's mixed... a real game with a twist. Whatever. Child of Eden mixed with LSD. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to do that at the weekend. It'd be brilliant. Yeah. Uh, talking of that, by the way, I have purchased Child of Eden. I didn't mention. So you say you have purchased LSD? No, I, well, I might be doing that as well. Uh, yes, it came under twenty quid, and I said I would buy it as soon as I could find it under twenty pound. I would buy it, and so I did. Mm. So there you go. So it was nineteen pounds ninety-five with free postage from Shop Two dot com. So there you go. Uh, but yes, um, I would like to see. Uh, uh, Half-Life 3 or Half-Life episode <laughs> with portals in it. There you go. That's Don't worry, I... Stu. That will happen at some point. Yeah, that's what I want to see because that has got to happen, hasn't it? Yeah, that's seriously I, I think they will have the portals in it. It's got to have the portals in it's got to have the balls in it, and that, that will be just f- absolutely freaking phenomenal. So, portal puzzles with Half-Life 2 story and game. Yeah, but let me ask you this. Wouldn't the portal experience lose something significant if you had monsters running at you trying to kill you? No, because you just portal behind him and then shoot him in the, the head. The thing is, though, right, yeah. what I'm, what I'm thinking done. is, right, in Half-Life 2, at the very end, you get like a very powered-up gravity gun. Yeah, I remember and the situ- that. And, and the situations you get that, that gun in are very controlled, right? Yeah, so yeah that, as long as they do that, it's okay. So what, will, what will happen is you will get the portal gun in a very controlled area. 
right? This is what I think anyway. And then you will you won't have it throughout the game. You'll have it now, and then you'll have it through chapter one or chapter five and six, and then this you lose. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Shut up, pal. <laughs> is that it? That's it. Oh, there you go. I was expecting more. I thought more, there was more coming. More. No. Well, that's that's it for egg timer topics this week. So there you go. We have got some more. We have got some more. Uh, before, Stay tuned for another show. Uh, before um, we do move on, before we do, I have got an email that I've been saving. I've had this for a few weeks now. That's been ten days ago. Saving. Ten days ago, I received this email, and I've been saving it for a specific reason. Uh, and I'm hoping Duke is uh, thoroughly prepared for this. Uh-oh. Uh, because he needs to be prepared. Uh, and he's from... Nope, none of those things. Oh, man. It's from, it's from Brett Timmins, and it does involve an upcoming birthday, or it will be a birthday when this show comes out. Brilliant. You know what I'm talking about now. I thought I'd give you a hint. A hint. Uh, from Brett Timmins, otherwise known as Bosey or Bousey or however the hell that's pronounced. And he says this, hey guys, uh, for really love listening to the podcast, I was hoping that in an upcoming podcast you could give a shout out to Metric Pizza uh, for his birthday. He's turning 35 on the 31st of July. So there you go. Uh, but I've got the ball rolling and friends are now running it as being his 40th birthday. It's cutting him more than his realisation that he'll never be able to legitimately go on a Contiki tour, whatever the hell that is. Anyone any ideas what a Contiki tour yes, is? Yes, Contiki. Thor Heyerdahl. Hello. Whatever Don't that means. Don't worry, Metric Pizza and whoever wrote this in. I know what you're talking about. What does he mean? What does that oh, mean? Good. I'm not going to tell you. You should okay. read more. Oh, God. I'm just kidding. So, so you're I'm gonna... just kidding. No, no, no. This guy, Thor Heyerdahl, had this theory that this one group of people living on these islands far, far away across the ocean had actually migrated from this other place using these very primitive boats. So he built one of these very primitive boats called Contiki, and he lived in that boat trying to make this journey. And it was a really amazing experiment, and it was an example of anthropologists trying to live their research and all sorts of other stuff. So. Boobs. Boobs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, and then he finishes, cheers, if you can think up something more uh, hilarious to go along with it in the show, that will be great. So there you oh. go. Birthday, happy birthday, Metric Pizza. It's your birthday, happy birthday, Metric Pizza. I forgot about that clip. <laughs> <laughs> See, it, that, it made that uh, special just for this email. Uh, yeah, I did. A, I did. A, I don't I know how you got. Uh, how did you get the the Michael Jackson and um, Bart to to kind of? It sounds like they're singing it, but it's actually yeah, it clever. Amazing. Hey, hey, you'll be able. You'll be able to use that. Stuff. You'll be able to use that clip again soon. Think about it. <laughs> I will be able to use that clip again, and I'll use this clip again soon. Right now, virtual twaddle needs nudes that shots to the face. Now the date's over. Okay, <laughs> so anyway, at that point, uh, it is sort of the end of the show. The end of the show, <sighs> and now the end of the, the tour. time you is come. Use that at the end of the show. The, yeah. They might be giant song. I did it my way. No, anyway. not that. Well, no, that. That's what everyone has at the end of like a party, isn't it? You know. No. Well. Oh wait, that, uh, stop! Don't play that. Okay. Anyway, what are you playing now? Before I go on, not playing. They might be giants. <laughs> Ah, it's only live things. 
Anyway, go That's ahead. Rubbish. Um, so, yes, uh, we do need to get the hell out of here. So, shout-outs time. Uh, starting off with you, Juco. There you go. Shout-outs to them at Giants because they do that awesome song, The End of the Tour. It's too bad I don't have a copy of it to play. But well, what about I'll, The Doors, The fixed. End? What about The Doors? What? The End by The Doors. There you go. That'd be no! good. No! Well, no, I don't have it. All right, whatever. Right. Um. That one's so overplayed. That would be so unoriginal, but nobody knows Miami Giants. All right, shout-outs. What am I doing? Oh, yeah, GTA 4 Playdate. Ultraman Odin, you are my hero because you organized it and you were the point man and you set up the lobby and you're awesome. So, yay! Also, thanks to John Mouse, a.k.a. John Mouse 5, because he was there. And you know what I did? Because I was playing Saints Row while they were playing. So <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to pretend like I'm in GTA 4 with you guys because I don't have a copy of it. So uh, whatever you're doing, just tell me, and I'll try to do it in Saints Row. And I kept a list of some things that they said while they were playing. I just got shotgunned in the face. And there's another one. Uh, oh, Major Chavez and Bongo the Sand was also there at the play date. So. so let me get this straight, right? You arranged a play date. Yeah. yeah. And you didn't have the game to play the I play couldn't date. get it. I didn't have it used anywhere. I wasn't going to pay it new for one play date. Very poor. Y'all didn't even show up at all, so I don't want to hear it. I was busy. I was busy. There's a guy above us with a rocket launcher, someone said at one point. I thought that was pretty funny. And then there's another time when somebody got blown up and they didn't die. And he goes, I think I'm bomb proof. So that was pretty funny. So cheers to everybody who showed up. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. People who liked us on Facebook this week. James Bearden, Nicholas Charles Abbott, and Andrew Gill. So thank you for liking us. Uh, yeah, can I, can so... I just say? Can I just say? I officially hate Facebook now. Why? Why? Because right, we had this huge issue where it wasn't updating the like blog from the notes and stuff. Because obviously, you have to set up in notes from your blog to then put it onto Facebook, and it didn't work, and it just stopped working donkeys ago. So I set up a thing called Network Blogs. As soon as that started working, guess what happened? It started to work on. It started notes. working again, so now it double posts everything now. Just turn off the notes. Connection. I don't know how to turn off the notes. I don't know how to do that. It's, it's not Facebook's fault, man. You it's Facebook's fault for being crap. I don't know how to do it. Stop I don't know how to do it. It's stupid. Anyway, yes, stupid. Um, right. Anyway, this week's game is going to be. We're going to do something crazy. We're going to take a chance on this. I know that people. You know what? No, we're not. Forget it. Because people are short now. The laser wars thing. So I'm. Not, gonna I was going to say the Avatar paintball game. What? No, no one's fighting for that. No, no. I know. I know. That's why we're not going to do it. Jesus. So instead, I don't know. What should we do instead? Give me a game. I know. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, that's a good idea. Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Next Sunday, the 31st of July, 6 p.m. UK time. It'll be awesome. And, uh, yeah, come on by, folks. We'll have some fun. I like it. And the only other thing is this. If you like this podcast, there is another site you should check out, which is called VGHub.com. On there, you find a bunch of links to many video game podcasts, similar in vein to ours, but different in the way they're uh, delivered. Totally different kinds of sound effects. Are for old people. Some talk about RPGs. Come on, some might say that. No no one says that. And of course, you have links to you know great forums. We don't have any other friends. So check it out. VGHub.net. The gamesman. Starting point for your podcast. Virtual twaddle news that shots in the face. Now the date's over. What does hey. he say there? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I can't. It's hard to tell. Date's over. That's the most important thing. 
No new members. Come on, people. Join the forums. I know. I know. It's some fun stuff got, going on there. Now, date's over. We did get an email from somebody saying, uh, I like the show. Um, and I, I will I will um, join the forums one day and join you on the play date. Sure. Do it. Yeah, what, really. What? Quit talking about it. So he's emailed the show. Just register on the site and get involved in the play dates. What's the matter with you? Yeah, what's the matter with you? That was from Terraform. There you go. So that's my shout out. There you go. Uh, Well, I'd like to shout out my wife. My wife. My wife. My wife. My wife. For going off down to her sister's for a week nearly, so I'll be able to play games. (laughs) My wife for going away. Yeah. Get lost. Look, I'm not being funny, right? I have had Portal 2 since launch day, right? And my demon really not really right that's nothing to do with her no, it's no, you playing that no, penis just, hell game no, 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 i'm playing this no, on no, your no, wife no 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 all no, right no, no. i need to clarify this right trying to pin surface lizard down to play that's this that's his fault it's nothing to do with your it's wife like trying to nail jelly to a ceiling right that is that I is that, that, i did that once <laughs> that, that is how hard the it jelly is. was very off you, you can't, it's like trying to get an audience with a pope right the other morning right i did that once as well this is, this is no word of a lie, right? I woke up early one sort of morning at like 10 to 7 or 8 o'clock or half 7 on a weekend day or whatever, for whatever reason. Came downstairs, right? Millie's still in bed. Kay's still in bed. Turned on the PS3, right, to play. I was going to play some Killzone 3, but I noticed Surface Lizard was playing uh, Demon Souls, of course, because he... Demon Souls. So I sent him a message saying, do you fancy doing some trouble? Because I thought, it's 10 to 8 in the morning. He won't have anything to do. He's presumably going to play games all morning, whatever. So I said, oh, sorry, mate, I'm going out in 15 minutes. Like, what the fuck is he going at quarter past 8 in the morning on a Saturday? Yeah, who leaves the house in, in the morning? How dare you have a life? <laughs> I think, you know what I think was really happening? You know, I think it was actually only having to go out about like twelve o'clock, but because he had to do all his OCD stuff before he went out, <laughs> yeah. it would take him a few hours to get all that stuff out of the way before he could leave the front door. Shoot. I have to go out at twelve, so I'm gonna start at eight, and I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. knock over every brick in my garden. <laughs> you need to do what Chinny did and just be like, you know what, you missed your chance to play court with me. I'm playing with someone else now. Yeah, but everyone I know who's got it on the PS3 has already played it with someone else, and I want to know someone who's That's your fault for buying it on the PS3. Anyway, I'm your wife. So I'm not kidding, right? This is no word of this is no word of a lie, right? If he doesn't play with me on the week my wife is away, right? This is true. I am gonna go around to his house and kill him in his sleep. Oh right? snap! I am seriously gonna do that. So he better freaking play with me, or he's in massive shit. I'm telling you now. There yes. you go. Rant over. Imagine if he is in matching shit. It will be. Honestly, to God, I'm telling you, he's in deep doo doo. If he doesn't play that game with me next week, I'm going to kill him. What did you say? Why did you go from massive shit to deep doo doo? You've already swore. I don't know. You're a complicated man. So. I am. Anyway, that's my shout out. It's done. Like, that, my main shout out is Surface Lizard. I'm going to kill you in your sleep <laughs> if you don't play Portal 2 with me. Get it in your head. Something. What a yeah. shout out. I know. Anyway, on that note, we do need to get the hell out of here. Is Ginny done his, or am I just forgetting? <laughs> no, I, I shouted it. Ter- you did, uh, yeah, you did. Sorry, it was, it was. I was in the midst. Shout it to my... um, Andrew for sending in the picture on Facebook. Oh yeah, there you go. And shout it to Matt who did a picture right, right here. And so don't forget to send us in more entries because we want some plenty of people yeah, to choose we from. We do want more entries. Yeah. We got codes to give away, and we might have some other things to give away. Definitely, for, uh, and we have points to give away and don't so. forget surface lizard i'm gonna kill you if you don't play with me so mm-hmm. just remember that uh and on that note we need to get on a happy you know we need to get the hell out of here so uh, thanks for listening everybody go. bye
thing. I'm doing that thing, you know, like where you have customer care training. Say if you smile as you talk, people can tell you smiling. I'm smiling now, you see, so I'm not ranting smiling. Are now. you actually smiling? Or you I have. I have actually got the face. I can't tell. Yeah, but you've got. I have got the fakest smile on my face you're ever going to see. So it's Don't not wear it's, a fake smile. People can tell it's fake. Ah, maybe that's virtual twelve news that shouts in the face. Now the date's over. Dates shots you in the it says virtual Thank you, good much love. Virtual shots you in the face and the date's over. We have to give spoilers for the end of this podcast. Stu's gonna play that song where the person goes, Why don't you Something that's boring instead Sit in that hole and watch TV <laughs>